Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Past the Controller podcast, a show where a couple of best friends talk about the latest in video games and nerd culture. Sometimes we have guests, sometimes we talk about Animal Crossing too much. Either way, we have a new episode for you each and every week. Hey, there's Navi. Uh, this is a special episode, though. Uh, we have a few special guests joining us to talk about Final Fantasy VII, the remake. Uh, this is a spoiler cast, so if you stumbled upon this episode not paying attention and don't want to listen to Final Fantasy banter or don't want the game somehow spoiled for you, I would, uh, I don't know, go listen to something else at this point. So without further ado, as always, I'm your host, Brennan Groom, and joining me on this fine evening is the former Overwatch fiend, Todd Gary. Todd, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I literally played this game for 10 hours today to make sure I finished it for, today, for this podcast, <laughs> so... Yeah, I was uh, burnt out by the time I uh, finished. <laughs> um, we, we'll, we'll, we'll dive, I'm sure, very deep. I think it's going to get very heated when, when you start giving your take on the game. Yeah. Uh, but making his, I don't know, at this point, I think fourth appearance on the show, he, he's he's got the mantle of most guest appearances, and I think he's trying to keep that. Uh, the features editor for Twinfinite, Mr. Grayson Morales. Grayson, how are you doing tonight? What's up? Doing pretty good. Pretty good. How much coffee have you had today? Just one this morning. Now I'm drinking I, wine. So I, oh, nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting. My, I'm waiting for beer to get cold. <laughs> yeah, I just cracked a beer. Uh, and also joining us for the first time ever is a writer from Twinfinite, Mr. Jesse Vitelli. Jesse, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. I got my gamer juice here. Ooh. You can't really see it. It's just lemon lime Gatorade. That's all it is. Now, <laughs> how how does it feel? to not be playing Animal Crossing? Because you, you stopped playing for a few days, right? Yeah, I'm on my fourth, fifth day of no Animal Crossing. Uh, it It's freeing. It's freeing in a way I did not expect it to be. The first day was hard, but it got you better. Think, you think you'll you'll dip back in like from time to time, or is it done oh, for you? Yeah, I just got a couple friends recently who picked up the game, so... I've uh, been helping them out when I nice. can, so I'm sure I'll hop back in to give them some stuff and yeah. let them come over and shop. I, I think that'll be the way that a lot of people kind of, even if they back away when, when they're friends that they know that maybe you know aren't big gamers or maybe they are and they just haven't gotten Animal Crossing yet, hop in. I feel like it'll be a good reason to go back in and kind of sherpa people around and, and stuff. Exactly. Um, and then rounding out our special panel for this Final Fantasy Remake spoiler cast, the inter site kind of funny inner site champion still currently right because it's you're gonna have that title for a while now probably because... another year yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but i don't also, i'm not gonna consider it a you know it's not a two-time winner or anything like that i mean it, it's a it's a it's a championship belt that someone or it's a trophy or a belt it's a trophy no it's, it's a, a belt. trophy it's a trophy oh he's got it ready to go he's got it right here. <laughs> hey to be fair my fiance put this here so I was just like, okay, cool. I'm cool with it. It was in my room. It was in our room for the longest time, and I was just like, okay. And then she moved over here. She's like, it's got to be displayed. I'm like, okay, sure. <laughs> um, she cares. Yeah. Cameron Hawkins, also many, many words at Dual Shockers. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. I'm excited to talk about Final Fantasy VII Remake. Who Now, off the bat here, who do we think is the biggest Final Fantasy fan in this panel? It's not me. Uh, probably me or Grayson. I would Thing. I don't know Jesse. I've just met Jesse, so I don't really know about Jesse's Final Fantasy background, but I know that me and Jesse are big stands of Final Fantasy 13. Um, yeah, me too. And but I I haven't I I honestly haven't played as much Final Fantasy as I like people probably <clears throat> think I have. I just 
am really vocal about the games that I have played and the games I really like. Um, so like, I mean, I, I've played, I played most of the like most of the f- series after like seven forward. Um, so which is like kind of like where most people start, you know, playing through the games because they're those are just like the most easy to access games nowadays like yeah six, you know six i know that is uh very beloved as well but um i have yet to play that personally so i guess that can roll us right into the the first topic before we get final fantasy 7 specific you know we can go in any order but what is everyone's relationship with final fantasy and final fantasy 7 just so that you know the listeners can kind of pick pick up on that as we go along to see where we all stand so if you want to just keep it going cam with your with your thoughts on final fantasy yeah so i played final fantasy 7 when i was like really young uh i didn't it wasn't like uh it was at my friend's house he, uh he had a playstation one i never personally had my own playstation one and uh you know i just come over and we'd play through the game and he would let me you know play through it and uh it was uh you know a really fantastic game that really like set a standard and like i wouldn't say set a standard but really revolutionized like jrpgs in like the western audience i'd say and uh things like that um i also adore final fantasy 13 um i know that that's a very divisive title but um i think that i think that final fantasy just as a franchise it has has always been that jrpg franchise that makes me think this is what jrpgs can be like as a triple a mainstream like title because even you know jrpgs have become more more like more uh approachable like people are more open to them nowadays compared to in the past i would say yeah but um you know final fantasy 13 was like when i first played that it was just so big in scope of just like visuals and presentation in a way that I didn't really see in a JRPG before prior to that. And um, I think that Final Fantasy VII Remake is the latest game after 13 that has made me feel the same way, which the remake is made was made by the 13 team, and it is very obvious uh, when you play through the game, if you've played 13, how much of its DNA is synced into this game. Which is, one's 13? Is yeah, that the is 13 Zodiac Age? 13 no, is, is lightning uh okay. it was the first one that hit xbox 360 like it was uh that is when they PS3, went multi, yeah. they went multi-platform i think i played parts of 13 but yeah, I, so like three games I definitely didn't play 13 that trilogy too. too so the yeah there's three games in the trilogy um i played the first two and i couldn't finish lightning returns it just didn't click with me at all um but the reason why 13 is so divisive is because it is very um it takes a while for the game to really open up and it's very tutorial based for i would say like a good 10 hours like you know and i know that for a lot of people that's a turnoff but there's so in my opinion there's so much more going on in the game outside of just gameplay that makes me that made me want to continue on and playing and i think that if you make that investment you will be satisfied with it like you'll be glad that you did so you know this isn't you know uh i'm not trying to sell everybody to play final fantasy 13 right now but uh it's very good and uh i think people who whether you've played it or not should give it another shot um it's a great game uh but yeah uh, that's kind of my like main history of final fantasy i've also played others like eight i played 10 i've played uh i haven't played 12 i haven't played nine um 
and I played 15. I love 15. Um, you know, for even though it's for the situation that that game had behind the scenes, that game turned out a lot better than it could have been. Okay. Grayson, what about you? What's your relationship with with Final Fantasy and Final Fantasy VII? Um, as for just Final Fantasy VII itself, I'm not. I wasn't super familiar with that universe before jumping into remake. Like I played a little bit of Crisis Core. I played like the first few hours of the original Final Fantasy VII. I watched Advent Children. Like I know that universe and those characters, but I've never really been spoiled on. Like besides that one big spoiler that everybody knows about, I never really been spoiled on the overarching overarching so, plot. Hey, of so, I don't, I don't so, know, you don't know what it is. I don't know that, what it is. Oh man, you don't know what it is. This changes everything. This changes changes everything moving forward. I'm so glad you said that because I would have been like, yes. oh yeah, this happens and yeah, oh, this is gonna that's happen. Why, that's why so, I didn't say it because I know he's. He doesn't know what it is. So oh, if man. the conversation goes that way and it has to get brought up, I it has to. That's fine. We can uh, make up. No, dude. Like if you don't know, like if you don't know, we are not gonna we are not gonna yeah. spoil it for you. <laughs> yeah, we can't. It's great. I, I don't think we need to. It's to easy to talk over, talk around it. It's easy. Yeah, to talk yeah. yeah, it's easy to talk okay. around. Um, I've been like so, like. Or I'll I'll when it's my turn I'll I'll go. But okay. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, as far as Final Fantasy VII goes, I wasn't super familiar with it. But as far as the whole entire franchise, yeah, I've, I think I played pretty much every single mainline game, at least a little bit, just to try it out. But um, mostly the modern ones are the one that, ones I finished. So I played the 13 trilogy, I played 15, I played 10, 12, 9. Um, but yeah, just never really knew what 7 was about. But I, we'll talk about it later. But like, I, even though there has a lot of issues, I really, really, really love this, this game for what it was. Um, mm. And how Cameron mentioned earlier, how like it's probably one of the first JRPGs in a very long time that has gotten the intention of like has gotten people into Final Fantasy for the first time ever. And it's funny because Final Fantasy 15 was trademarked as like, oh, Final Fantasy for beginners, for new people. And I feel like no newbies played that game. It's like just people who are familiar with the series. But I think this did a really good job of grabbing people in that wouldn't necessarily play a JRPG like this. I mean, I'll say seven remake did what fifteen didn't do for me. I bought fifteen. Yeah. I liked it at the first, and I, and then I just I don't know. It got like too linear, or too boring, too quickly. I don't know. It's, there's something about it that just made me fall off from it right away. Um, but what about you, Jesse? What is your relationship with Final Fantasy and Final Fantasy seven? So with seven specifically, I had not played the original. I I know the the big thing that we just talked about. I know a couple other things. I knew the characters going in. Like, you can't avoid Cloud. Like, Cloud is everywhere. Right. Yeah. Uh, he's that dude from Super Smash Brothers. Um, <laughs> but as far as all the other Final Fantasies, I think I've beaten every Final Fantasy except 4 and 11. Oh, Because wow. 11 okay. was an MMO. And I beat 14's, like, main, like, first scenario. Yeah, uh, same here. But, so I, I think I've played everything except 4 and 11 in terms of completion. And oh, wow. so I have, like, a pretty good foundation with final fantasy weirdly enough it's not my favorite series but i play them all for some reason yeah uh but what is I, your I, favorite series just so for a frame of reference favorite series uh persona's up there it might be persona okay uh, i'm going through royal right now really enjoying it but so, anyway um yeah i don't know like i think six is still my favorite final fantasy uh but yeah man i don't know remake is giving it a run for its money it was a damn good video game 
Is... And I also love 15. I love 15. See, maybe I need to give 15 out of a shot. I played through 15 like four or five times. Yeah, I think with 15, just really quick, that you just got to kind of take it. Um, it's kind of like how I felt recently uh, playing through Assassin's Creed Odyssey because I'm the biggest Assassin's Creed fan, and I Odyssey really turned me off because it just wasn't what I wanted from an Assassin's Creed game. And uh, in 15, it's just you just kind of have to take it for what it is, and if you take it for what it is as like an open world, like you know, which a game that we haven't really seen like it in Final Fantasy before, you'll enjoy it more because um because like for me like i did everything that i could do in the open world of 15 before i finished the story like i did everything that i could possibly do and then i worried about the story because i knew going into it how it was structured i heard that the story wasn't you know it was a little disappointing in some aspects um which i believe i think are true but like if you take it for what it is take your time with it it's so good you can easily put in 100 hours in that game does it play just like seven, the remake too? No. no. Uh, so the remake yeah. is yeah. So the remake is like its own combat, new combat system. It's kind of like a mixture of Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy thirteen. Um, and then seven is turn based, just like kind of like your go to turn based. Uh, there's a time system as well, where like you know you have to wait for the time bar to go up before you can choose a command for your characters. So it's not like straight up uh, enemy goes, you go, enemy goes, you go in that sense. Like Pokemon, yeah. um, it's similar to it's similar to Kingdom Hearts, but it's not so floaty or free form. It, it's a little bit more grounded. It's more. You didn't play yeah, fifteen. That makes sense. It's I grounded. played like like five or six hours of it, and it just didn't catch me. Wait, I thought you. Oh, I thought you were talking about remake. Oh, I was saying that the combat was like, was it similar to the remake? The combat. Oh, fifteen. Yeah. Oh no, it's it's not. It's it's so, kind of its yeah. own thing. It's it's a uh, very Kingdom Hearts influence, but m- more grounded, and that's okay. I would say. Seven is almost like a more realized version of fifteen. Like I yeah. feel like seven is what fifteen wanted yeah. to be. Yeah. But they just hadn't figured it out. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was that's what I was talking about with uh, fifteen being a mixture of Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy thirteen. Okay. Yeah. Just so clear. So what about you, Todd? What what is your relationship with Final Fantasy and it's Final weird, Fantasy? Like, 7? Everyone's talking about Final Fantasy right now and I'm I feel like I've only played three of them, which is like sad. But uh, Oh, wait till you get wait till you get to me. Yeah. yeah <laughs> the, one of the first RPGs I've ever played was Final Fantasy III for Super Nintendo, and that was uh, a huge deal to me because I actually beat it. And uh, it was not my style of game at all. I'm used to playing, like, you know, the streamlined games and not, like, going off the path of, like, wait, turn-based? What does this even mean? How do I do, like, what am I doing right now? Um, but, yeah, but 3 won me over big time. And then I don't know why, but I never played another one until 7. And then 7 won me over huge, and it's the second JRPG I've ever finished in my life, you know, like where I don't play like a ton of them. And uh, uh, 7 just like stands out to me so much because it was more of like an updated feel of like the, you know, like the steampunk kind of thing. It just it just worked so well for like the time period we were in um, when it came out. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's like I said, that's one of the second ones I've ever finished. And then I p- played 15 and that's I barely touched 15, though. Uh, and for those that uh, aren't familiar with Final Fantasy, as uh, when he says Final Fantasy three for the SNES, he means Final Fantasy six. Just okay, just, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah in America, it, it yeah. was just changed to Final Fantasy six. Okay. Um, but what you were, you know, that is technically you're not wrong. It's just yeah, uh, super I, confusing. I that's I know that. considered Final Fantasy six. Yeah, that's crazy. I knew there was a like a 
numbering discrepancy between Japan and here. I just didn't know which titles it was, so I was not going to chime in at any point with with those <laughs> facts. Uh, I assumed someone else would pick up that slack. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. So so to to round out where everyone stands with Final Fantasy for me, like I love JRPGs and I've played a lot across a bunch of different um, you know other franchises and other one-offs and, and what have you. Uh, like Super Mario RPG is one of my favorite games of all time. Um, but with Final Fantasy in particular, growing up, I never owned, I don't think any Final Fantasy games were in my house. The only, the first time that I had anything that was my own Final Fantasy was at some point during the PS1 era, I got with some PlayStation magazine, I got a demo disc and it had a demo of Final Fantasy VII on it that was just like, a few battles in Midgar with Cloud and Barrett and maybe Tifa. I can't remember. But it was just a small little section of the game. And I played that a lot. And it was a very small snippet. Like, it was not a lot of gameplay. But I played through it a bunch of times. And I just never, ever got the game again. So that was my experience with Final Fantasy VII up until this year. Um, and really, I've only ever known about Cloud just because how can you not know who Cloud is? Um, and I've known Barrett because of the demo, um, and I knew who Sephiroth was just because I feel like he's a villain that gets mentioned a lot on lists of, like, best villains of all time. So, like, I yeah. knew that he was a Final Fantasy villain that was revered. I knew he was in Final Fantasy VII. I know he does something in Kingdom Hearts. Like, I know that he exists as a as a big villain that people care about. Um, but other than that, like I didn't know anything about Final Fantasy VII story at all, and that became super apparent to me as I was playing the remake. And I think that's kind of why I fell in love with the remake a little bit, because to me it was like I don't know anything about this, so it, it it was a story that I liked getting getting in. For Final Fantasy as a series, my favorite game, because again I've I've touched a lot of them, but I haven't really finished. I've only finished besides remake one other Final Fantasy game, and it was actually two. I finished Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles for the GameCube, which is mm. probably my favorite Final Fantasy game, and it's not a regular Final Fantasy game. Um, That's getting remastered, right? It yeah, is, it's coming yeah. to Switch it was, PS4. Yeah, yeah, I've never played Crystal Chronicles, so I'm excited for that one. It was supposed to already come out, but it got pushed back due to what's happening. Um, yeah, but I still think it's supposed to come out ago. this year. Yeah, I think it's still <laughs> yeah. supposed to come out this year. Um, cool. On the GameCube, it was really hard to play that multiplayer, though, because you had to have Game Boy Advance adapters. But when you had people and you could get that going, it was a great experience. It was just, you know, uh, not an ideal experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so that game's great. And then Final Fantasy Tactics for the Game Boy Advance. Um, fantastic game. I, I love, I like those type of RPGs as well. So, like, to me, that was, like, a perfect perfect game for me um but that's kind of like where i stand and i mean i know a little bit about certain characters but and I've, again i've touched on a bunch of final fantasy games but as far as games that i've finished it's the remake crystal chronicles and and uh final fantasy tactics advance so that's kind of where i stand on final fantasy um so that brings us to the next piece which would be leading up to this long five years of development or was it longer or five years five years right it was announced in 2015 but it yeah. prop like it was probably, probably going three, on like, for longer like yeah um 
I mean, technically, it's been going on for years. Like they, they had showed that PS3 tech that demo. That PS3 demo and yeah. stuff like yeah. that. Like Tazuya Nomura said in an interview, like uh, that you know that they've always wanted to remake Final Fantasy VII, and then they kind of realized how old they were getting, and they were like, "We need to if we are gonna do this, we need to fucking do this now." Like yeah. it was kind of that mentality. Uh, so. Because, you know, like, Tetsuya Nomura's, like, in his late 40s now. Katase's, like, in his probably late 50s, early 60s. Like, so. Um, we'll see if part two comes out before they... Yeah, right. Well, so, so before we even get to what's going to happen after the fact, um, leading up to this release, like, how, where... Your own personal hype, like, where were you for this? Like, were you guys like couldn't wait, couldn't wait, couldn't wait, or was anyone like not I had zero hype? Me too. See, I, I mean, <laughs> granted, it got announced no... in 2015, and I was like, "Oh, that looks cool," and then barely thought about it again until it came out. Yeah, and I'm on the opposite side of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, well, I was like, once Kingdom Hearts three came out, I was just like, "Let's get on the fucking Final <laughs> Fantasy train." <laughs> Wow. Yeah, what, it's what? um, it, it's rare when Square Enix releases a huge modern JRPG like this. So like Cameron, like when Kingdom Hearts three gets released, I'm like super hyped. Final Fantasy, like the next entry, it's like super hyped. Like the, I'll, I'm the same amount as hyped as I would be for like Final Fantasy sixteen. This feels like a brand new entry to me because I've never played Final Fantasy seven. So okay. I was like extremely, extremely excited. Um, but I also tried to like not dive into the trailers too much because I wanted to go in with a fresh perspective. And I think I, I managed to do that successfully somehow, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I watched all the trailers except for the last one, just cause everyone in the industry that was already playing the game was just like, do not watch this trailer. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, I believe you. I believe you. So I just didn't watch it. I still haven't even watched it after beating the game, but yeah, I um, remember that. Do, does anyone know what the story reveal was in that trailer? After the fact, now that we've all played from it, from at least the screenshots I've seen, I think it shows like the very last stuff that you do, like huh. uh, the like yeah. kind of like the portal stuff at the end of the roadway and things like that. Oh, and yeah, was, it's like out of context things that. Yeah, just out of context the moment, stuff. But it just kind of like this happened. But definitely new, like you would know, like oh, this was not in the original. So yeah, mm-hmm. interesting. So Jesse, since you had like nothing going into this what what was what pushed you over the edge like what made you say i need to buy this game now uh well two things one i have a serious problem where i just buy every game that comes out <laughs> so you i knew i was like gonna Todd. buy it regardless <laughs> uh but like w- when i say i had like zero hype for it i think i mean like in the like five years of its development i probably didn't really start caring about this game until probably like right before pax i'd say pax east this year like after I saw some of the gameplay and then they released that demo and then I played it and I was like, you know what, this is pretty, pretty solid. And then like seeing reviews come out, I think like the the weeks leading up to it, I was pretty hyped for it. And I was like, all right, I'll pick up this game. This seems like a, you know, like a worthwhile thing. But for most of the time, I was just like, yeah, all right, this game's never coming out. I don't have to think about this right now. I'll yeah. just kind of put it in the back of my head. And that's kind of where I landed on it. For for me i like again not really having any attachment to seven other than that demo i like had no interest and i'm sure if you listen to like the few podcasts leading up to the game coming out i probably was like i'm not buying this game i have no interest there's no point in me buying this and it wasn't until i played the demo at pax that after i got that which the demo itself was fine but what really kind of hooked me was i was like i kind of like the combat like the combat kind of 
stole stole that demo for me. And one of our friends, uh, whose also name is Mike, so not podcast Mike, another Mike who's a big Final Fantasy VII person, we were talking about it, and I was like, I like, I kind of am interested in this now, but like, is this only gonna be for people? Like, is this gonna prey too much on people's nostalgia and not actually be that great of a game? And then he was, you know, telling me why I should play it, and I know Grayson chimed in a lot about like why I need to play it, and I was like, fuck, I, I'm buying this game now. But I like it was like the day of that I decided like I can look through my messages with Grace and I was like, I need to buy this right now. And then I bought it digital, which is a thing I don't do. I don't buy digital games. I buy physical whenever possible. Uh, And I was like, all right, here it is. I'm Final Fantasy guy now. Yeah, I well, I just want to say I pre-ordered the uh, deluxe edition or whatever. But I knew that it wasn't I wanted to. I wanted to. But I just (laughs) I had a pre-ordered like the money just didn't come through at the time. I got the uh, Kingdom Hearts Bring Arts because I was just like Kingdom Hearts is my favorite franchise. So I was just like. I will take out a loan if I need to. I will <laughs> yes, get this motherfucking I get thing. Um, but yeah, so I got that. But the other one, I was just like, I just can't. Cause, and I also got the Ultimate Collector's Edition for Final Fantasy 15, like that 300, whatever. Yeah, like I have that too. It's just uh, this one just it just didn't work out. It's unfortunate. But um, what was in the what was in the big big one for Final Fantasy VII remake? Cloud it was just, on the it was just cloud on the on the bike. <laughs> yeah, it was a figure, a giant figure of cloud on the bike. Um, so how much was that? Like three hundred and thirty. Yeah, it was it was expensive. Yeah, so it's like two hundred and like something dollars just for the figure, basically. Um, but still, uh, regardless of that, and I knew that it wasn't going to come in, uh, the night of, and I was just like. Buying it digitally too. I I didn't. I was like, I'm not. I don't care. I don't care. So I I bought it digitally, and then I literally spent that entire. I told I told my fiance like a week in advance. I'm like, I'm telling you, when Thursday night at nine o'clock hits, I'm not doing anything until I'm done with this game. And I played till Sunday night. I beat it Sunday night. Just woke up, play games, go to sleep, play a game, fall asleep, and I just got through it in four days. It was awesome. Loved it. That that is like one of the. One of the only things I hate about living on the East Coast, because I love living on the East Coast, but you guys get things at nine, we do not. for us. Ugh, it's so aggravating. To be fair, you guys get announcements (laughs) at a fair time in the day. I wake up at at 9 a.m. and there's been like five announcements already, and I'm just like, what the hell? (laughs) Yeah, fair fair enough. Um, enough. What about for you, Todd? Because Final Fantasy VII, big deal for you growing up, and then I had to like kind of... me of all people had to convince you to get the game well i was really pissed when they announced it was going to be an installment so that really like just kind of bothered me because i i if they gave me like a path to when these games are coming out and like what we're going to be looking at i probably wouldn't have been as like angry about it but i was also kind of annoyed at the fact that like oh midgar is only like six hours of the original maybe like eight if you're pushing it i'm like what are you going to do for that long in that game and uh yeah i don't know i just I saw everyone talking about it and I just caved because, like you said, I buy every single game. I'm an idiot. I'll buy whatever. Yeah. You know, like, I, 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 I'm like, everyone else is playing it. I have to have it. Yeah. Even if I don't like it. You know? <laughs> Got to be part of that discourse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. Plus, Todd has like terrible game ADD. So, like, he'll be playing, I don't know, like Doom Eternal and then also Animal Crossing's on on the side. And then five <laughs> Todd, minutes later, the same it's like. Person. <laughs> yeah, right. I've been switching Jeez. between Call of Duty and Persona every like 20 minutes. Right, Jeez. I got all those on the side too. Like, yeah, I, I play too many. I, if there's very few games that hook me like right in that I like won't stop everything else. So it's it's very rare that I get that. But 
Yeah, that's a problem though, because I don't finish a lot. Um, wait, what do you do? You just do? Are you playing Warzone, Jesse? Or are you playing other modes in Call of uh, Duty? I play primarily uh, just the competitive multiplayer. Oh, okay. I was gonna say gotta get, we gotta rank up. <laughs> finish that battle pass. I can't. Fortnite unfortunately <laughs> gets my money, but I can't. I can't be buying battle passes. No, I, I'm also Team Warzone at this point. Yeah. Warzone is fun. Warzone yeah. is good. I do like Warzone. Warzone's probably love, Todd's favorite battle royale. Uh, yeah, it is my favorite. But I liked I liked uh, the tournament mode. That's my favorite mode in that game. That is I very good too. Two, the two v 2s is my favorite, but I just don't know enough people that play it still, and I'm just like, okay. Do so you I play it on play Xbox Warzone. or PC? Uh, I have it on Xbox already, but I mean, I'd get it on PC. I have well, it like I can. I don't know. I I had it on Xbox. I don't know. Todd shares some of the same opinions with me here. It. It, I don't it know. I feel like it doesn't play that great. Maybe it's better now because I haven't played it since whenever. Like but. houses wouldn't even load when we used to play it. Like you'd have to like you'd like all parachute down and there like, it was, it was bad. Like a 30, oh my it was god. A long oh yeah, when it like, first came out, definitely. If you yeah. were driving in a car, things wouldn't load because the game couldn't load fast <laughs> enough for you yeah. to be in the car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Final Fantasy. <laughs> yeah, I know. Final <laughs> Fantasy <laughs> Battle Royale. That's <laughs> the next game. Yeah, it could right. be. A hundred clouds drop on an island. <laughs> I mean, I I wouldn't hate it. I, in, in, oh, all me- in all melee battle royale, that's got to be coming at some point. Someone's gonna make something that's like no projectiles for the most part, and it's, all just it's like basically store like the city, but just with more people. Only okay. less UI, please. The UI yeah. takes three quarters of the screen <laughs> on that game. <laughs> so, jumping into the remake itself, what? are some of your like favorite moments from the remake oh man that's so hard like, okay here's the thing i feel like i feel like we should um <laughs> i mean we get you want to tackle the game in in like chronological i, yeah, I feel order. like we, we should that, tackle yeah. kind of tackle the game through and things like that before favorite that moments works. yeah let's do it that before way, we do anything i absolutely want to give a shout out to keishi just like up on the the uh plate looking down do you know what part I'm talking oh, yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Incredible, just incredible moment. The cat with the crown. Wait, yeah. okay. For like okay. two <laughs> seconds, so, yeah. and then he so, disappears. So, so yeah. So for, Brent, for Brendan, uh, he, uh, Casey is one of the party members you'll get later on in the next part. So here's why I'm confused. Because when that happened, that happens when you're leaving as the plate's coming down, right? You're on yep. the, the zip line. Yeah. 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 That character doesn't show up anywhere else in the remake right exactly. that character never shows up okay <laughs> i was so yeah. it's fucking confused i was it's, like what is that who is this character because yeah cause no. my, in my playthrough like i was fine i know some people had some issue with the side quests i didn't mind them really because like i'm used to pl- not that this is i mean th- not that i'm trying to make it a cop out or an excuse for the game, but I'm used to like, especially in RPGs, the side quest being fetch quests or or not as cool or whatever they are. But I liked mm-hmm. what I was doing, so I was just I did all the side quests. So when I that happened and I went by that character, I was like, did I miss a fucking side quest? Did I not do something? <laughs> like, did I not find someone? But that's what's so brilliant that's about so that funny. moment is it's just like a quick hit it's... for fans who like know who that is and they're like, oh, oh, there he is. And then it's never mentioned again, and everybody else is confused. Everybody yeah, else yeah. has no idea what that was. <laughs> so I, I stand on, like, two sides of the fence here with the, with not just this, but other things in the game. I feel like the game ha- clearly has a good enough story to the point where I 
immediately started playing the original. And I also already own, for some reason, Advent Children, which is like ready to go as soon as I finish the original. So like I'm I'm invested now in in the Final Fantasy VII story. Um, but I feel like the game does like a good job of appeasing longtime fans, a good job of telling a story without revealing everything. But also, I feel like they do things that, and maybe it's good or bad storytelling. I don't know. It's not for me to. It's not for me to give the definitive answer. It's for me to have an opinion on. I guess. But did they like do too much vague reveals or story bits that like didn't tell a cohesive story to people who didn't play the original? I don't. Can you give me some examples? It's kind of hard to like. So, because my 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 gut answer to just what you just said is no. Like, I think that it's very much like it just foreshadows. It's a lot of foreshadowing in the game, um, especially okay. with like cloud stuff. Like a lot, because you know I was on a Spawn on Me's podcast with uh, Khalif, and he was just like, "I don't get this. I don't get that." I'm like, "Dude, you just you gotta wait." It's like one of those things. Like, <laughs> it's hard because with JRPGs as a whole. You have to play through like it's kind of like a D and D, like a D and D group. Like you have to get through like two thirds of the story to start getting characters' backstories and things like that. Because if you give it all away in the beginning, yeah. what's there to look forward to? So, yeah. so like with this being in parts, you get you know you get the introduction and you that there's stuff to look forward to, but it's not like. You know, they they tease you. They tease you, and then they're going to give you the meat later on. And when you do, you're going to be like, well, I'm glad that, like, I waited this long because, you know, if you knew this in the beginning, the story would not be remotely as interesting as you progress. Mm-hmm. So, it, so like, I would say with Cloud stuff, because a lot of people, a lot of people, like, just, like, don't like Cloud as a character. Because he's like, oh, he's like that edgy, like, you know, that, like, stereotypical edge boy. And I get that, but I think that the things that make Cloud interesting aren't particularly his personality, but his backstory. His backstory is what makes his character interesting. Yeah. Which, now that I'm playing through the original, and I guess for like comparison's sake, I am past where the remake is in the original. I am at Mount Coral Prison. Okay. So I'm dealing with what seems like Barrett's backstory, kind of. Yes. Um. So yes. I, that's where I'm at there. Um. And like, just to, because I'm literally can do a side by side comparison, having having just finished that and now playing this, like, Cloud in the original, at least in the beginning, is like super fucking boring, and kind of like I don't know, like I almost don't really care about Cloud's story at all. I'm more interested in like what else is happening, or finding out what is happening after where the remake ends, because fuck man, like. Zach, what is happening? What who what is what is going on right now? The end of this game. We'll get there, but oh, Jesus, have you? I, we I, have I, to I, unpack I, that later for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So, but um, so with so I forgot because it's um, have you gotten to Nibelheim or have you gotten yes. to the Nibelheim backstory? Well, like so, the, the scene with so Sephiroth and stuff. When you leave Midgar. So basically, when the remake ends, which none yeah. of that portal shit happens, like none of that happens. No, anymore. no, 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 that's new. That's new. Um, we'll we'll explain that. Yeah, we'll explain that later. So all of that shit, and then when you, as soon as you leave there, you go to Calm. So you don't yeah. go to Nibelheim, but you go to Calm, and then yeah. Cloud starts. It's like a back. He explains. Yeah, he explains everything. That yeah. is like the key to, like, not just Cloud story, the entire game. 
So you need like remember that bit like vividly because that's going to definitely come back and that's going to like be the like that's going to be the mind blowing like okay. shit that right. happens. I'm going to just okay. So if if that twist or whatever that reveal has to come up, we can say it. I would appreciate it if we don't have to go that way, but if it does, that's fine. I don't care. Whatever. They only tease Nebel. They they to, they they tease it in the beginning with Cloud in Chapter Two, where he's having the head. You know the the well, can't say what's actually happening, but you know he's having that episode and he sees all the flames and Sephiroth. Like you know that that that's like the small tease of of Nibelheim that they that they give in this game, but yeah. in the next step, the next part where like they explain more of it, dude, it's so good. <laughs> So unless I misunderstood what the game, what the remake was telling me, when they, when you, towards the end, when you get below the lab and you're messing with the whole Genova project, I could have sworn that Cloud calls it his mother, but in the original game, Sephiroth is calling it his mother. So are Cloud and Sephiroth brothers? Is that the reveal? I don't know. Are you just, just looking just, for us to tell you the reveal? No, I don't want to know. Just, just... Just play through Final Fantasy VII or wait till Part Two. That's all I can oh, say about that. God damn it! Yeah, I don't know. I don't know any of this stuff either, brother. So, like I'm in the same. I have no idea what you're talking about. It's so it's so great knowing and then just seeing you guys. Just like I don't know. Okay, so I should also disclose that even though I did not play the original, I have researched everything extensively. I have found myself on wiki pages at like four in the morning, like oh reading about Nibelheim and there's Genova. So, and there's I, so I read much through more. the entire plot of Crisis Core. I watched like deep dive videos. Like I am so far <laughs> in this shit that I do not think I can dig myself out of it at this point. Yes. Yeah. No, so, it, Final Fantasy VII's lore is so good. It's, it's an so embarrassment good. of riches. <laughs> yeah, it is so good. Um, so this is what we'll do. If if so, it has to come up, I'll take off my headphones, and then when you guys are ready for me to, to come, come back, just everyone wait. It won't have, yeah, it won't have to come up. Just um, how do I explain this? So, so another thing that I mean, which you which you know, Todd uh, Todd might not remember, or uh, Grayson might not know, but like the the people with like the numbers on their yes. on their yeah. arms. So that wasn't a bit in the original. That was in this one. Okay. And that's like how they were able to. I'm not gonna explain like how, but like um, that's how they were able to bring Sephiroth into the picture this time around instead of like the first time you actually meet him is during that pivotal scene, or like you actually like um, inter like speak to him like. You see him, you know, throughout the game, but you don't really like see him until like the actual him until way later on. Okay. Um, and the reason they did that was, which I actually found out recently, like in some sort of uh, interview, that Katase was very who direct who he was a producer for this game. But he was the director of the original. He uh, got that influence from Jaws. He wanted it to kind of just be like a suspenseful, uh, it, like you know vamp up to this yeah to this um but rising action yeah rising action uh but because people already know the story of final fantasy 7 going into the remake they're like well we can't do that this time so how can we introduce him in a way that makes sense in the beginning um okay 
So yeah, so it, but it they do it in a way that makes sense with Sephiroth's backstory and everything um, like that. Uh, so it's uh it, it's it's I think they did a good job on that end. Okay. So let's all right. Let's let's ta- let's like rewind a little bit and get to talking about the game in stages. So the first couple chapters, uh, where where's everyone at with this? I mean, obviously we everyone knows where everyone's history is with the game, so we know that Todd Cam have played the original. Three of us have not. Jesse seems to know everything because he he's he's a much a much uh, learned reader An enthusiast. Yeah. <laughs> Say the least. Uh, so, I, I can't remember what the first. You start off the bombing, the bombing on mission. the train, the right? Bombing yeah. Run. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The Speaking game of which, off- even before yeah. that, probably the best cinematic opening to a video game ever. <laughs> like when that logo pops up and you just hear that music, I was just like, "Ooh, chills, oh, yeah. man! Fucking chills!" Music. I've seen that opening at least like five or six times, good. and every time I'm just like. God damn, dude. But just in general, I just want to say, like, just in general, because uh, I've been streaming my hard mode run of this game, but even when I, like, playing through it my first time around and playing it now, consistently, like, at least every, like, 15 minutes, I'm just like, how is this fucking game real? Like, how does this, how does a game like this exist in, like, the quality that it is? And, man, it's it's just so good. I think the bombing run was... Uh, incredibly well done, like, almost, like, it felt like almost shot for shot for, like, not shot for shot, but, like, beat by beat, for sure, uh, comparative to the original. Um, and then it was cool, like, I mean, and then basically everything leading up to uh, Seventh Heaven uh, was pretty, pretty new. Um, going through the streets, and then, like, you know, Clouds episode, and all that jazz. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was a solid opening. It's it is like and I'm probably going to do this the whole time, but like comparing the two beat by beat because I'm literally like just playing through it and it's crazy to see like what they had and what this game, what the remake is, because the whole first few chapters is all none of that for the most part is is in the original. Like there's the 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 minor the, the skeleton, the framework is there. But everything else is just on fucking steroids. It's like it's just a different experience. Um, but it's weird the things that they chose to keep. We go in and you like, and it's like the, I've almost lost Brendan entirely. Yeah, yeah, Brendan. Yeah, the same, Brendan, but, you're you're cutting in and out. Yeah, can you hear me now? Okay, you're good now. Talk consecutively. Is it good now? It's better. Uh, yeah, it's better. better, not great. All right, we're gonna we're gonna okay. do something here. It's not, we're good. It's not good, good now. You're good. Okay. Very good now. Weird. Yeah. I don't know. Wi-Fi, coronavirus. Deal with it. All right. <laughs> um. So it, it's weird the things that they decided to like keep there, where it's just like little story things, where it's like. When they're running to the first uh, reactor they're blowing up, it's like Wedge goes and waits, and it's the same exact catwalk, and they're going to go right, and Wedge waits at the exit and all this stuff. But to see how much more they fleshed out the characters, especially like Wedge and and Jesse, and 
I wanted to say James, which is not the, <laughs> not the right thing. Um, but yeah. uh, why can't I not think of the Big. other character right now? Biggs, oh, yeah. Biggs, yeah. Um, it, it's like, for me, as someone who didn't play the original, it just seemed like I'm playing a game and this is the story. But for you guys who like had come from these characters not really being a a presence as they are in the remake, was that like a a jarring thing to you or like a thing you were like so excited about or yeah for me like now now that you mentioned that i did find it jarring and i was trying to figure out why or what the what i tried to figure out what i was feeling because when i was playing it it felt like a game that i kind of played already in my mind even though i've never like i, I played the opening hours of the original so technically I, I played through the story parts of the remake but like you said it's it feels like a brand new game entirely new experience but in the back of my mind i still felt like this is a story i experienced already like i know these characters um and i felt like i couldn't really get emotional with the characters like i couldn't really get too invested into like their emotions or like i I didn't want to cry i didn't really feel intense during certain story situations but i did like the character's personality and how they were fleshed out and they felt like real characters to me um when they didn't feel like that in the original game um so yeah it did feel a bit jarring like having the knowledge of these characters in my mind already before going in um what happened i think uh i think for me at least with like the thing with just like the bombing run level in general is that it's it's pretty widely considered to be like one of the best opening levels to a video game because it very much like sets the tone of what that like everything that is that game is going to be moving forward whether it be like the environmentalist themes like cl- like cloud and sephiroth like it it sets everything on the table from the get-go um which you don't really see in most games uh in general uh but with jesse like biggs and wedge um yeah i never really had a connection to them that much in the in uh, Final Fantasy VII, like when they when they die, uh, well, because spoilers when yeah. they die. <laughs> yeah. Um. In the original, like I was just like, oh, well. I mean, I was like, oh shit. Oh, like, but I wasn't like sad about it. You know. Yeah. Um. They definitely felt just kind of there to fill their role, and then and then push the the main party forward, like with mm-hmm. Cloud, Tifa, and Barrett. Um. This time around, I think they did a better job. I would say specifically with uh jesse uh obviously uh being the main focus and uh biggs because they give more backstory to who they are and like the mission where you you know go to jesse's house and you and then like you just like think about like yeah when the plate falls jesse's parents are gone too like you know what i mean like it's Mm -hmm. it's it's of how tragic that that story is in that moment uh later on in the game uh well, uh, and with with Wedge, like I think Wedge is just <laughs> Wedge is just like uh, he's trying to he's definitely like trying to help and do his, the best that he can. I just don't think they really brought much emotional uh, aware like awareness to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I I felt like I felt bad for him when he when he just said that like uh, oh I just screw everything up. I'm no help to anyone. And Aerith is just like no, you can help people. You know you can do it right now. And uh, you know, so that was just like, okay, yeah, cool. Um, but I just don't think it had 
just because we got those scenes with Biggs and Jesse uh, climbing the pillar. Mm-hmm. Like, I think those were really, uh, really powerful. Um, especially like with the fist bump with Jesse and Klaus. It's like, oh man, that hurt. <laughs> that hurt me. Um, but, you know, going kind of like forward to near the end of the game, like we know that Wedge like lives. We know that Biggs lives um, this time around. Uh, he, they do not live in the original. <laughs> and uh, there's a tease about Jesse's glove that like, oh, Jesse's alive. For me, I'm just like, I, for me personally, like just because she felt more like the leader of the three, it would feel wrong to me if she does end up living. Like we find out later that like, oh, she did survive too. And it's just like, okay, well then that kind of like, takes away the emotional impact of of those moments that like when i go back to play you know part one once the entire thing's out it's just like oh well she she survives it it doesn't matter like that's what i'm worried about when people are like oh jesse lives i'm like i i hope that's not true i hope she died i hope she's dead uh because it it would just takes away like some really great moments from the this game uh that's kind of like how i feel See, I think I took it. I took like going back to the end. I took it as when did Weds died. I thought Weds died at the end. I thought they like his his point was served to those things. Took him out and blew him out a window at the end as the bill as in that building. I, maybe I like just misread the whole scene though. Maybe I maybe I yeah. I don't even, I don't even honestly remember. I know that I know like they all kind of died but i don't remember who actually it sounded lived, like he yeah. went outside like all of a sudden when those things blew by him it was like the last time you see him and then you hear like glass break and i was like i didn't know oh like, when the, when the ghosts take him out yes i did he get like thrown out the building like was his, oh he, he served his purpose and that was it you know like we haven't even talked about the ghosts themselves yeah that's a whole other yeah, yeah the ghost is a whole other thing <laughs> the thing i, I feel Later. like i don't know though like, i i don't i don't i don't i don't know i don't think just you know (laughs) do you remember i remember the scene i do not remember if you ever see wedge you don't see wedge after that ever again again, right todd i don't think so no okay well when we get into what the ghosts are to assume that he's dead i would be so i looked it up and it says biggs and wedge survived apparently yeah yeah so i don't remember how but they do yeah. No, well, Biggs. Yeah, Biggs is just laying in the orphanage where he took care of the kids and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. And that's why. See, and that's the thing. Like, uh, I don't want to go on a tangent, but like, I want to. Uh, later, we'll talk about the side quests and how, like, at least the first time going around the side quests, I like all the side quests. I like doing them, and I think they're good for the game. Um, so, like, for me personally, you know, we we're kind of in this point now where. The Witcher Three is like the tops, like the top example of like great side quests. You know what I mean? Like where it's like, oh, these are just as good as the mainline stuff, uh, which is perfectly fair. But those type of side quests wouldn't work in this game. Like yeah. this game is meant to open to make Midgar feel more alive, like to to introduce like more side characters that we get, like in the little girl Betty, Meryl, like those type of characters that make make me care about these people make me care about the sector seven slums like those are they they did the right type of side quests in my opinion for the the game they were trying to make yeah Yeah. i mean i think with the side quest in general it's it's i mean they are what they are they're side quests you don't have to complete them so i don't i don't really 
I mean, I played them all, so I'm clearly had enough enjoyment with them to play through them all. Um, but the yeah, I mean, they, they by definition they are what they are. They're they're additional. They're on the side. They're mm-hmm. a little accoutrement that you don't need to partake in if you don't want to. Um, but now that I'm thinking about the side quests, there's that character towards the end before you go to Shinra. She's like in the sector six slums, like talking shit about Avalanche. Oh, Kyrie. Yeah. Oh, Kyrie. Yeah. So after, I know we talked about K- Kate Sith, Kate. Cat Sith, Kate Sith, Kate Sith. That's K-G. they they pronounce it a hundred different ways. Yeah. So so when you leave the plate and that character makes a cameo, I was like racking my brain. I was like, was it that lady? And I just didn't talk to her enough or something because they had like similar like hat or something. I was like, I I don't know. It bo- it bothered me so much. Like Kyrie it really is just... the thief. The the she's the one that you gets embroiled with uh, Johnny, right? Yes, yes, yes. So I don't know if you guys noticed this, but when you're on the train for the bombing run mission, when you get on the train full of people after you complete that mission, she's on that train. Huh. Yeah, I she's think just she's supposed there. to be like a main character of this of the of the game, I think. Like, and I think she's gonna be in the future entries because Square Enix announced her character as if she was like a main character in this game. So I was very confused when she wasn't in the game as like, only besides that one little scene or two scenes. Interesting. Yeah, I I did just in my original playthrough. I did just get the cat in my party. Okay, so they're there. Oh. What so what is your golden saucer? On? I'm at I'm right past golden saucer. Okay, uh, I'm like I got arrested. I'm in the prison. We get to okay. fight some guy that has to do with Barrett's past. D Dion or something or Dio? Someone uh, or Dine Dio. maybe. Dine. Dine. Uh, yeah, Dine. Um. Dying, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think so, what dying. do you want to know about the cat? What is he riding? <laughs> he rides it's not a boogle, right? It's like a big white thing that's like huge arms. Oh. I don't know. That's... I'm not trying to put anyone on the spot of like, are I you actually a don't know. And it's a seven person. Um... I didn't play the original. <laughs> I just read about him. But yeah, he's like um, riding. It's a something. it's a giant stuffed toy, basically. Oh, okay. All right. Um. I completely derailed us from where we were. We were talking about... <laughs> we were talking quests. about the opening levels of Final Fantasy yeah. I know. <laughs> we're an hour in, and we've talked about the first two chapters, four chapters. Um, you know, no rules here. I, I mean, will we could say, just talk about what we liked about it if you just wanted to... I mean, we, we, can, do, we can do whatever. We can do whatever. I will say that for... I know... I know I, I'm surprised Todd is not speaking up more, because I know Todd does not have positive opinions about this game <laughs> um but i will say the jesse mission where you go to her parents house and and whatever i liked the presentation because probably because i'm a cat person but i liked the presentation of the cat <laughs> like leading you to the door i don't know why i thought it was like one of my favorite scenes in the game it like really really fucking got me good i was like all right i'm fucking here now i'm ready to go <laughs> something about that mission that bothered me to no end and so you sneak into Jesse's house. You got to steal the key card or whatever from her father. Yeah. You do this whole thing where she distracts her mom with Wedge and Biggs, and you sneak in, you do everything. Then you leave the house, but you leave the back door open. And there's no way to close the back door. You just leave it open. It yeah, eventually I know, closes I noticed on that its own. Too. I, noticed... I was like, Cloud, what are you doing? We just yeah. got away scot-free. Close the door. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's a dumb thing, I know, but like, it's just like, I know literally playthrough. It's like, wait, why is, why can't I close the door? It's such a dumb thing, but it was so annoying. Did anyone try to click on the kitchen? Like, does anything happen if you try to go in there? I didn't try to do it. It says, like, uh, better not or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Cloud just basically is like, that's not a good idea. I tried. That was the first thing I did. See, I liked that part of that mission, but I hated the motorcycle aspects of this game. Like, hated, hated, really? hated it. I, yeah, really? I just felt like I was smashing buttons and like, oh, it is go. clunky. This? It just, it was just like, and then you do the spin, charge it up, all right, <laughs> and like the speed didn't like, I don't know, it was just like that final boss towards the end. I was just like, oh, I just want this to be over right now. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I also did not like the motorcycle parts, and when you leave shinra and you have to do the motorcycle part again i was like are you fucking kidding me and i i <laughs> well that I part's got... like a big deal in the original though like but like it's well because it, it's uh, the only motorcycle part in the original I, and, yeah, yeah I, wish they didn't do the first one. <laughs> I mean unless there's more in the future but in the, at least in what the remake covers that's the only motorcycle part um but i what really frustrated about the motorcycle part especially the second part was that i died at the end of the boss but I had to fucking do it again. And I was like, you've got Ooh, to be nice. kidding me with this motorcycle shit. I'd be pissed. <laughs> it it takes not... too long to charge that spin up. Yeah. That thing needed to be available way. But, but one frequently. thing that's cool, one thing that is cool is that if you, once you beat the game, you can always skip the minigames. If you ever go back oh, to yeah, the yeah. you can skip that it. That is nice. So, For like the cutscenes around that stuff, those were great. Like yeah, those absolutely. I'm fine with. I didn't need the motorcycle part. And this is when I was saying earlier that like I I find now that I've played through that part of the original game, I find it weird the stuff that they decided to keep in the remake that for the original, when the original came out, a lot of the things they do in the game are really cool because at that time in real life, games weren't doing things like that, like impressive cutscenes, all these other things. Like I get it that at the time, a lot of these things were really cool and really different and you know, it created this big experience, but you know, the when when I'm spying on you know High Dagger and Prince uh, President Shinra and you know Reeves and all these other people in the conference room, and I have to crawl through a very very pointless air vent that is like <clears throat> a segment in itself that's way too long. I'm like, I I don't understand why we're doing. It takes that. like thirty seconds. It takes like 30 seconds to get to the room. It's 29 seconds too long, baby. Yeah, I was about to say the same thing. It kind know, of. Way I, too much crawling. There's, just, there's, there's so much, for my, in my opinion, there's so much that's cool and good in Remake, but then when they take little things like that, I'm like, I don't, I don't know why you put this here. Like, you're, you're just extending the length of the game, and I, I don't care if the game is 10 hours. If the 10 hours are amazing, I don't, I don't care. I'm sure that's not a shared opinion by the mainstream. Um, but, but that is what, but that is what you do in the original too. I know, but so what I'm saying is, like in the original, it might have been cool because it's like these are cool 3D graphics. You're crawling an air vent, like it might be cool at that time, early 90s or whenever yeah. the first one came up. Uh, Back then, longer games were people wanted long games. Yeah, where I it's don't like know. has crawling an air vents ever been cool? Ah, uh, die hard. That's it. Maybe, maybe uh, Metal Gear Solid. Spider Man. Spider Man was okay, but. <laughs> but I don't know. It's just it, it wasn't even the fact that I went in the vent that was like so aggravating to me. It was like I'm going in this vent and it's making me crawl very slow straight, then take a right, then take a left. It's like there's no puzzle here. There's no like 
thing I need to figure out. It's just I need to spend time moving very slowly from point A to point B, which that was the part I was like, I give me a path that I have to make a decision that is that is using my brain, not just hold forward until I move through. Brendan's touching on a lot of what I had issues with this game was I felt like there were so many times where I'm like, I fucking love this game right now. All for it to be like slowed down by something I just really didn't want to do. Like like towards the end, uh, when you're in the labs, like flicking those switches over and over again, just rocking yeah. back and forth. To me, that was just like not, it took me out of the game. What, which like, And every time I started to get into the game and was like loving it, the pace, it, it come to like a screeching halt. Like uh, I'm trying to think of like examples. It was that, it was like, you know, the, the crane robot machines. arms. The, the crane in the cave. Yeah, oh, oh like, my God. Yeah, like, like stuff so like slow. that. Like, I would have rather them just not even have that stuff in there. Or like, you know, I, for me personally, I would have been cool with them shaving off like 10 to 15 hours on this game. Yeah. But that's just me. Like, I, I, I strongly games, disagree. <laughs> I, I strongly disagree. Like, uh, like, the arm thing, like, yeah, was that like one of the best parts of the game? Absolutely not. Like, I, I, I don't know. I feel like I feel like the things that you guys are complaining about, well, like, you know, it's your opinion, that's fine. I just feel like that they're so minuscule in the how big the game is that, like... I think didn't... the game's so big because they're in there, though. Personally, I, I, like, like, like chandelier no. jumping, like, the, the, the sewage is blocked. Like, it's stuff that, like, kept on, like, making me stop the game and being like, all right, why am I? Do- this isn't a puzzle that's hard to figure out right now. This is like pretty straightforward. I'm moving this robot arm over here and here. Okay, I did it once. Okay. Oh, I did it again. Oh, I'm doing it again. And then with like crawling through tight areas, like we talked about before, like I feel like it just, every time I kept on doing something like this, I was like, oh man, because like every time I fought a boss, I'm like, this fucking game is the, the best game ever. And I was one of those guys who wanted, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm the guy who was crying because it wasn't going to be turn based. Like, and I ended up loving the combat. Like, it was actually, like, one of my favorite parts of the game. But um, I just felt like I, as soon as things started to pick up, I'd be, like, running in circles, going through doors, flipping switches. And it was just, like, I'd be like, wait, what am I doing at this point? You know, like, I forgot, like, where I was in the story. And, like, it's, like, it's taking me out of it. Like, okay, so, so like, okay. <laughs> but, but outside of, like those two like the arms and then the vent like when else does that really happen like it doesn't happen very often i think the lab part the lab the lab it kills the pace of that section but okay uh, here's the thing like okay so part okay so you guys are saying like oh you don't want it to be so straightforward but then when it's a puzzle you're just like oh i don't want a puzzle either that slows down the game because it's not good they're not good puzzles yeah i I disagree i i i as somebody who loves like the witness and plays Tetris every day, like I love having my brain itched in that way or scratched rather. Um, it's one of those things where it's like, it's not a hard puzzle to figure out. It's yeah. like, I know what I have to do. It's just about going through the motions and doing it. That's just unsatisfying in a way. Yeah. It's, it's like, like sen- sending red across the thing to, to flip a switch. It like none of those, like I, all that whole section of the game, I would do that a few different times. It just it it didn't take me long to ever figure out what the solution was. It just took me long because I was like, I got to walk back over here and then call the other team and switch parties again. And it just I don't know. I I agree with with Jesse's sentiment there where it's like I I like puzzle games. I like to figure out things. And I didn't feel like the, the puzzling part of it ever like stroked any part of my brain that made me feel like I figured something out it just made me feel like 
why am I still in the lab right now? I want to know. I want to know why Sephiroth just broke this bridge and took fucking whatever Genova is. That's, That's what another I part know. of it, right? Is like it. You're at such a climactic point in that game for yes. them to throw a puzzle at you, which I don't mind because it gives it gives the game room to breathe, right? It, you just had a, a very intense scene. They're dumping a lot of things on you at once. Like slow down the pace a little bit. Like let the party kind of talk to each other and you know reconvene and regroup and figure it out. But it just felt like that scene was too long for yeah. how close you are to the 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 climax of that game. That scene just goes a little too long like i don't mind saying that the puzzle went on for a little bit too long but like i thought it was really cool that like oh there's a boss fight where the first half you have to play as cloud and barrett and then the second half you have to play as tifa and Aerith. like i thought that was cool yeah like, i like, I like that, that a lot cool. yeah. yeah i but just like, think everything surrounding that was not could have been better i mean yeah I, again like i like I, I get what you guys are saying and like to an extent i agree with you uh like it probably like i could say that it probably went on like a little bit too long those puzzles um, but I didn't particularly like dislike it or feel like that they were a waste of time or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, cause I'm like, cause I'm right before this bit, I wanted to try and finish the game again before this, but I just didn't work out. Um, but Where I'm like right, right before now? this oh, segment, okay. this stuff mm. on my hard run right now. So, um, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna think about that type of stuff when I get to it again. But see, I mean, it, it's. You- you go. No, you go. No, you go. You go. You sure? Yeah, yeah. All I was gonna say is that the banter between the characters and the 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 dialogue that they say, like while you're doing these meaningless things, is totally worthwhile. Yeah. Like hearing them interact with each other is some of the best parts of that game, which made some of those puzzles easier to bear. Yeah. Because yeah. you're getting constantly like little bits of character development along yeah. the way. Which is one thing I wanted to mention really quick. Uh, I like how it it it, it happens based off of like how well your your health is at when you finish fights and stuff like that but it's also something that happens as you progress through the game like i like how cloud def- you can tell by like his dialogue after fights that he like opens up more to the group like where he's just like oh you know it's like that was a piece of cake you know i'm awesome that type of thing like you guys did nothing but then like at the end near the end of the game like if you win the fight and you have like good health he's just like good job good job everyone like yeah. and it's like hell yeah uh, that like those small little details like that that I really really like. There, Persona there's Five a... ruined everything for me though because like now the end scene to every fight I need to be like that the end of every fight in Persona with the music and like one guy kneeling down and everything. I'm like God damn I want that all the time though. I mean the presentation the presentation of Persona Five is is like almost almost unmatched. Oh yeah, it's style and present. Yeah, yeah, it's style is great. I I think that this game cinematography though is might be the best. Like like you know don't get me wrong, the God of War one shot is cool. Like I'm I like God of War. I'm not like about it, but like I like it. Um, but I think Final Fantasy VII remake might have like the best cinematography in a video game. Like its camera work is absurd. It's especially during very boss deliberate. Fights. It's very deliberate in a lot of its scenes. Yeah. yeah. It's the very first thing that comes to mind for me is when you're walking with Aerith across the rooftops in the slums. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this is it, 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 it's still annoying because it has that that padding stuff where you're slowly climbing through ladders, but it is an important moment where you two are meeting to meeting each other for the first not for the first time, but you're connecting and she's asking questions and they're having this back and forth between each other. Yeah, I think that was my favorite part um, of the game. Yeah, it's a nice moment. And there are other examples of areas that are someone might call padded, but kind of gave me um it just made the characters feel more relatable to me. It's when they climb up the ladder in the Shinra building. Well, you have the option to climb up the um, oh the, the, stairs. Stairs. the stairs. staircase. 
Yeah. Is you can go the staircase or you can take the elevator. And I think if you go in the elevator, you have to fight some enemies or something. I'm not sure. Yeah. I never yeah, what happened, Tal? You took the elevator. What happened? I took the elevator. It was a pretty funny cutscene with Cloud and like someone trying to come in the elevator. And he like whips out his sword right to their face. It's like a lady who's just like working. And he was like trying to get on the elevator. It's pretty funny. But uh, no, it's, it was it was super quick. I think stairs probably would have taken a lot more time. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Staircase. It's probably like 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> You're great. just you are just running up this staircase. And the beginning, they're all running fast. Like Barrett and Tifa. Like Tifa's super ahead of you. Barrett's like ahead of you. And you get to like 10 floors, 20 floors, 30 floors. Barrett starts like wheezing and coughing and slowing down behind <laughs> you. Tifa's like still ahead of you. But she's so fit. Yeah, and everyone's like getting super disoriented. The camera even like changes a little bit too when you get closer to the top. It just gets super, super slow. And Cloud even That's starts great. taking like one step at a time. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God, this is crazy but the whole time they're going up they're like oh we, we it's taken so long for us to get to this moment it's been such a long journey so you kind of it kind of helps you like, reflect on everything that they've been through yeah. it was a really cool moment but but for the most part i do agree with you guys that there is like a lot of moments that i feel like were padded out and didn't really help make the game any better i think um, if i didn't have to press triangle so much i probably wouldn't have had a problem i think that like something yeah. about that felt it was a weird choice to, to like i wish you could just like run and run up the ladder and not, and not like i mean you can run up ladders but like i wish you could just like press a button or something way more simplistic and like because it was like a delay every time you did it too. it feels it feels like, it felt if clunky you're talking to someone if, you, if you're talking to someone like you'll hold down it and then all of a sudden it'll be like 10 seconds go by and then they'll start talking into their dialogue and everything Maybe it's because my PS4 is more recent because I have the Kingdom Hearts 3 PS4 Pro. Yeah, I didn't really, I, I didn't, I didn't really deal with that a lot. A lot of the like, you press a button and then the person's just like, oh, that happens. And then they lot. begin talking. Like, I didn't really like. I, I, it did happen, but like, not a lot for me to be like, wow, this is annoying, or if anything like that. Um. I don't know, because I, I I have heard that more than like more than just from you. So I I just like I I don't I don't know is, I don't know. Is that a is that a PS4 Pro that one? Yeah. Okay, I have a I have a regular PS4. I don't know about you. So, I have a regular. Too. Okay, maybe it is a, it's probably a problem. Yeah. I remember like I think towards the latter half, latter end of the game, like talking to someone, like a a, a quest giver or like a shopper or something. Like it will take like four or five seconds to anything to pop Damn, up. Once yeah, it was like, sucks. you're just waiting for the dialogue thing to pop back up. And I was like, oh, this is pretty rough. Yeah, I didn't, I, cause I have a pro too. I didn't notice a lot of that. Like oh, I, wow. I noticed it on like a few times, like yeah. know, opening a chest or something, but I didn't notice it happening all the time. Yeah, I agree. Um, and uh, like, we gotta like, and also just they, Square Enix like pushed this console to its limits. Like, oh, yeah. you know, with, Especially with like the character models that they have and everything, like man, uh, that's it's it's crazy. Um, I, I'm curious to see how it's going to run once it releases on the Xbox One X or even the Series X once, because by the time uh, it comes to Xbox, if it does, it'll it should it will. I mean, it'll uh, run yeah. better because Xbox the, can the, rise up. The Series X is going to be out. <laughs> Xbox One X is a, is a more powerful console than the PS4 Pro. I mean, that's just that's it just, is it's facts. That's just specs. <laughs> Um, I have a question though. Yeah. So, it, it specifically, I, I noticed this a couple of times, but specifically in I think it's chapter fifteen. It's the one where you get the the grappling hooks and you start climbing the wall. Yeah. You're going up That's to Shinra team. HQ. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's that first scene where you're like you're going up and you can see the city below, oh and it's like daytime. My God. But, but my question is, 
it looks like a JPEG image. <laughs> and my question is, is that just a yeah. nod of like pre-rendered backgrounds that they were like, oh, look, we used some of the old stuff? Or does it really just look like a JPEG? So I'll, I want to chime in here, too, because I... Because I was just confused. I feel like... <laughs> did you tweet this? I feel like you tweeted I this. I did. Okay. I did tweet this. So, <laughs> so <laughs> the game, like, overall, gorgeous. Like, this game is absolutely it's gorgeous. incredible. So but those there, moments stand out. I feel like there are so many moments like that where, like, the setting and the purpose of the scene is, like, you're up on this specific spot. So you can look out over how fucking beautiful this is. Or here's a sense of scope of like, you're up here and there's the slums. Like, I feel like there's a lot of scenes and set pieces where they put you in those scenarios on purpose. But I feel like there's a lot of times where they do that and the backgrounds, like you're saying, are like not amazing. And I like was so like bewildered by that. Like, I I don't know why they made that choice because the because most of the game is gorgeous. But like. The backgrounds like you're talking about and then a lot of the non-main characters that you speak to sometimes they're like just really bad animations yeah. or bad models and I, I i'm just like so blown away why they chose to do that for certain scenes they i think it's because they, they had to make sacrifices yeah, yeah. and i get that's, that that's yeah. kind of what i landed on yeah they had to make they had to make sacrifices like for me personally like i really liked that moment where it's just like oh i, I didn't really like think about it or like look into it that much when um i looked out and saw all the you know destruction and things like that i thought it looked great um but i didn't really like yeah i didn't really like analyze it like it's mm. it's one it's one very specific part is all it is oh. like the destruction part there's another part oh that no i, I can't i noticed the I, I can there's a few yeah. <laughs> it's it's specifically when you're 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 ascending the wall. It's daytime, and you're like fighting the drakes up on like the destroyed yep. parts of the plate as you're climbing to the top. Like if you look out and you look at like the base, not where the destruction is, but kind of just like you survey the land, it looks like they just mapped one image because it's flat. Yep. So there's no there's no height to any of the buildings. Mm. It's just no flat. Like, and yeah, like flat maybe image. maybe I'm nitpicking. I just like it was something. I, all I did was turn my camera to the left, and I was like the hell is this and then hmm. i never thought about it again until i, t- I tweeted it and then moved on yeah i, 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 I want to check like that tweet that. i'm curious i'm curious about that that's interesting yeah it's... I, I i noticed it during the mission when you're when you're turning on the three lights you know you're going yes. through the up and yes yes you look down and it oh my god and again, that was the first it, time it i saw it bother me i'm like well they obviously can't run that like we're, we're in a totally different section of the game but it just looks really bad notice. like it that... looks like the I don't know if you guys played Fire Emblem Three Houses, but the fruit carts are like yeah. JPEGs yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just reminded myself of that. Um, here's, yeah, here's like, where, I mean, they push the system, so like I can't expect yeah. everything to look gorgeous the entire time. And I mean, for me, like I'm the last, like I, like I play so many Nintendo games, I clearly do not give a fuck about graphics. Like graphics are not where I'm like a game is good if it has good graphics. I care about if the game is good, and then everything else is fine. Um, I know Nintendo obviously makes a lot of like specific art choices to work around like system limitations and stuff. Um, but for me, like like Cam said at the, like earlier in the in the episode, that opening cinematic like that sets the fucking tone. Like this is this is a very very well done like artistic, graphically amazing. Like this is a pre- like we're presenting you something incredible right now. Like we're taking what you thought you had in your brain about final fantasy seven 
what you wished you could play after watching Advent Children were like exceeding all of those things and doing something insane. So it was like to me when when it put you in a position where you could notice those things, I was like, I don't know why they did that. Like, I just I don't know. But it wasn't it's a thing to like enemy. Yeah, it, it wasn't a thing that made yeah. me be like, this game sucks now. It's just like I was like, that's weird that they're making me look at that. Because uh, I felt like on those specific scenes that you guys were mentioning, I felt like I kept getting drawn to that. Like the the spectacle is here. I can't do anything but look at this. It, I think uh, for me personally, the only three there were three specific moments where I specifically like felt the need to look somewhere specifically uh, for me. And it was when the plate fell. And you're like in the slums and you're just looking up and seeing that missing play. And I was just like, wow, that's fucking gorgeous. Like, fuck yeah. Second one was when you're climbing up to get to Shinra and like Barrett says, don't you ever forget this view. So I'm like, obviously I'm going to look at this view. (laughs) And I was just like, and I was just like, wow, that's stunning. And then the third time was when uh, it's during a cutscene. It's just a straight up cutscene where like Barrett, Tifa and Cloud are looking out and it's like nighttime at Midgar. And it's just like that overhead look. And it's just like, that was gorgeous as well. Like those are the only three times that I personally just like felt the need to like look out at some sort of like environment, like big expansive environment like that. Um, But like, yeah, it's just one for me. It's just one of those things like, um, Yes, they again like they just had to make sacrifices and like yeah, of course they 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 they, they, they with the character like with the characters like yeah it sucks that like some of these characters look like ass but you know on the other end like we get Cloud Barrett Tifa like all of them yeah, they're gorgeous. literally literally glowing literally glowing their skin glows stock I was just um I think it was when they they they're like fine we just finished fighting a boss and then just like you look at them and like like tifa fucking shredded fucking glowing clouds <laughs> arms barrett's face and arms like are you kidding me right yes. now just the, so good the, the main characters always look phenomenal like i don't think I i've ever how, noticed a scene where they didn't look good i love how when you switch weapons too like you put like the feather gloves on tifa then in the cutscenes you get those feather gloves on they, yeah. they look like awesome you know and like, the materia is all in the yes yeah, yeah, that was yes. so cool the only thing I didn't like it on was I didn't like that it happened to Cloud because I was like, I, I don't know, maybe maybe I'm just wrong in assuming this, but like the Buster Sword is like it's iconic. Like, yeah. yeah. So like I would always and I don't know if this is the way you're like the optimized way to play, but I always found myself with Cloud specifically, everyone else I didn't care. I just put whatever I thought was the best weapon, but I would take i would learn the ability with any weapon cloud got but then i would switch right back to the buster sword and yeah. just always I, use I, the buster sword i think i did pretty much the same thing there was probably one other weapon i used towards the end but i pretty much did it the buster sword once i got yeah. hard edge i never left hard edge <laughs> yeah i, was, I, used, yeah, I, I used, used hard edge for a while because it's like the most powerful but like i think the buster sword has like a good balance it had a good balance between two and even though i don't use cloud much for magic it's just one of those things like i the difference was minuscule enough where i was just like nah i want to use the buster sword so all right so let's get into like the gameplay a little bit here since again we can stop whenever everyone wants to stop because we're over an hour i don't care but i'm down to go for whatever (laughs) Um, we haven't even talked about like the really good shit yet like talked about anything we haven't Um, talked about the really good shit yet i do want to make a quick comment someone brought up cinematography earlier and I, the only other game that I can think of that does this and does it very well is God of War. 
is I feel like when the game has a cool boss fight or a good cutscene, it does a amazingly seamless job of putting the camera behind cloud and like there's no cuts. It's just it's like it it's Go like you're watching Birdman. It's one it's a one so shot. Cool. You're just the camera's panning back to cloud and it's behind his shoulders. And I'm not gonna lie, it happens a lot in the game. And every time it happens, it's usually a like right before some shit's about to go down, and Cloud pulls his fucking sword out, and I'm like, I'm fucking rock hard right now because this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, I don't care about that type of stuff usually. But, like it was so good. I feel like <laughs> I, I feel like Final Fantasy uh, Seven remake is their its camera work is like the antithesis of God of War. It's like it has a lot of cuts, but the cuts are perfect. Like they are amazing. <laughs> Uh, so, but uh, one thing I want to say that like I don't know, this is one specific thing in the beginning of the cinematic because we we're talking about um kind of like the camera work earlier that like just really satisfies me, like really gets me going. I don't know why, and it's the part it's because of the music too, and it's the part where the train is stopping and it cuts to specifically the wheels, and then you just hear the viol like the strings like the the oh my god the harmonization it feels like it's specifically in in tune with the wheels stopping and it just has this certain aesthetic that just is so satisfying to me where like it just makes the song that part of the song just like my favorite part because it just makes me think of the wheel stopping on the train like i don't know if it was intentional oh but i that, bet it was yeah but it's just it's just perfect I, I love it so much the the music is so good part of the reason why i wanted to play every side mission in the game is because i don't know what the name of the song is i don't know if it's the avalanche theme or if it's just like the fight theme or whatever but like the song that usually plays when you get into a fight oh let the battles begin that that song yeah. is bum, a fucking bum, banger bum, 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 and like bum, bum, bum. i i've known that song from before playing the game because I've just known that song. It's I, I would imagine it's a very famous Final Fantasy song, or at least famous because of Final Fantasy VII. I don't know if it comes up in other games. Um, yeah, it's Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, so I, I mean, I've heard that song many times. Um, I don't know if anyone listens to Mega Ram, but he has a song called Avalanche, I think, that uses that song as part of the beat. So, like, that song is a fucking banger. Anyways. I will say, like, I will say ignorantly, because I haven't played Final Fantasy VI yet, uh, there's only one, like, there, okay, outside of, like, Last Surprise from Persona 5, because that <laughs> battle theme is, like, god tier, yes. um, I'm still mad that they, like, that the ambush music isn't Last Surprise anymore in Royal. That's, like, my one critique of that game yeah. so far. They changed the music? Oh, they changed it? Yeah, so, yeah. If you, so if you go into, like, a neutral, if you start a battle neutral, like uh, you don't ambush them, but they don't uh, ambush you. It's last surprise. But if you ambush them, it's a different. It's a new song. No, and it's just not. Slaps, though. The new it's still slaps. It's good. It's just no last surprise. But the music's so good. It, it slaps, but it's just no last surprise. But like there should be an there should be an a knob you can fucking a setting <laughs> that you can just keep it. I'm just saying, like for me, like I've been thinking a lot back on it, and I'm not entire. I'm still not entirely sure. But like going into Final Fantasy VII remake, my favorite soundtrack to a video game by far was final fantasy 13 uh and it's battle music is in my opinion is i still think is better than let the battles begin i think it's like the, i haven't played final fantasy 6 but like all the other final fantasy games that i've heard uh the th the battle theme for i think final fantasy 13 still has like the best battle theme just because it's like all orchestral and they you know they kind of revamped that 
in this one, but um, what I like about what they did with Let the Battles Begin in this one is that they kept reprising it in different ways. Like with the uh, when you fight the Abzu in the sewers the first time, and it's like they make it suspenseful as it's mm-hmm. like approaching, and it's just I'm just like, dude, how do they make the same song work every time in a different way? It's so cool. Yeah, no, the the music is 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 top notch in this. Like, it will probably end up being the best soundtrack of of this year. Well, I mean, oh. Animal Crossing, different story, oh. but no, it's gonna win the music awards. It's gonna mm. win the. Animal Crossing has, baby. has Animal Crossing has contract. different songs for every hour. <laughs> I'm not an Animal Final Crossing Fantasy guy. So. Remake out of OST is like eight parts. Like there's so much <laughs> yeah. music in that game. Mm-hmm. Oh, but it, it's like oh. the, the way that game uses music, the way that game uses cin- cinematography. Like it blends together in like a way five years ago. If you told me how this is what this is what Final Fantasy VII was going to be, I would not have believed you. I would. I had no faith that they were going to pull it off the way that they did. I, yeah. I, I honestly thought that this game fell into a dangerous place of, like, it is almost impossible to satisfy mostly, like, the hardcore fans. It was who the have, impossible like, task. For waiting for a long time. And I think that they ultimately delivered. I think it got received mostly positively. It sold 3.5 million in the first three days. Like, it, it did well. Um, I think, I think some people are, I've seen some people coming down from the high a little bit and, you know, critiquing a little bit more negatively and, and saying some other things, but I think still overall people enjoyed the game. Like I wouldn't, I don't really, I'm not, I don't really subscribe to number scores personally. Like I'm not a big number score type of person. I, if I had to probably wouldn't give it a 10, I would still, I still enjoyed it. I still loved it. I don't have, I have way more good things to say about it than bad things. Um, like I love my time with it. Clearly, I'm playing the original. Like I, I've enjoyed being in this world. Um, it's not, it's not my current, currently my game of the year. It probably will not end up being my game of the year. Um, yeah, yeah, Animal Crossing, we get it. Uh, it's tough. I don't know. I don't know if Animal Crossing will end up being it. I mean, I've already put in like 250 hours to Animal Crossing. Um. It's it's like a it's a palate cleanser. It makes me forget that the world is fucking garbage right now. Um, but back to what's the matter at hand with Final Fantasy VII. So let's talk about the game itself, like the the gameplay, the fighting, the missions, the anything else that has to do with just the the meat and bones of the game outside of the you know I, what I feel like we've talked about cinematics for an hour. <laughs> Tifa is the best combat. Oh. I have yes. played in a long time. Oh yeah. The way her moves flow together, the way her powers work, you could you could stun an enemy and just keep them staggered like nobody's business with Tifa. It's incredible. It is so I just satisfying. Like, oh, it's so satisfying with her. Like the 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 sound effects of the punching and the kicking mixed with like the damage you're causing and like it just feels so good. Like whenever I use limit breaks for any of the characters, especially clouds, I it's hard to explain, but it feels like it's it's crunchy. That's how yeah. I like to describe it. You know what I mean? Like when you use that the the, the cross the cross cross slash. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like it feels so good to use. And I was someone who was kind of like I wasn't sure on the combat going in, but once you got used to it and started doing the boss fights and finding their weaknesses and stuff, like each boss fight was just so different from the last and required a different 
um, so good a different uh, form of strategy and it just like th those boss fights to me were like the best parts of the game like i think about this game i think about hell house and you know and fuck hell house other boss fights you fight and hold on playing the game on horror right now hell house is not the oh, worst yeah. boss i what's the worst yeah. one the fucking ghoul the ghoul is a pain in the ass. What, is yeah. that the train yard? Or what's the ghoul? Yeah, it's at the end of the... Yeah, it's like uh, the halfway point of the train yard. I did not so like that. It's oh, it's, so it's not, it's not Elagor, right? It's No, it's the one it's, before that. Right, okay. It's when yeah, you get to, like, the control room yeah, at the top of the warehouse. When, yeah, because what happens is, like, oh, if it's in one mode, you can't use physical attacks. Or if you go in the other move, you can't use magical attacks. And, like, the thing is, is that it's, like always doing something so it's yeah. really hard to like as Aerith, it's like for me i'm like okay arcane ward fleeting familiar so i get more magic damage and then try and do fire uh, i think this is like weakness but it takes so long for it to cast because i'm doing fireaga and then uh you know it's one of those things like depending on how much damage she takes she'll either just take the hit and keep going or she'll get blown back and then like well that's 20 something mp gone where mm. you don't get to use items in hard mode if you didn't know. Jesus. So, you only, so your MP is all you have. It Jeez. was hard. It was hard. Um, Hell House is... Hell House was still... Here's the difference. Like, Hell House is an annoyance. It's just annoying. Yes. The ghoul is difficult. Like, I was just like, this is hard. See, Hell House was the only boss... I mean, I played on normal... So Hellos was okay. the only boss that I had to play more than once. I beat him on my second try. Mm. Besides the end fight, fuck those be behemoths or whatever they're called. The before you fight Sephiroth, whatever those guys are called. The oh, the wraith? No, they're not wraiths. No, um, the whispers. No, not whispers. Uh, you're talking about the three, yeah. the three. Yes, I think like the blue three the colors red. when they form up into the big one. Is that not oh, the Bahamut? Bahamut. Bahamut. Oh. Okay. Uh, yeah. Counterstance. Counterstance equals profit. Yeah, I, yeah, honestly, that's how I took him. Once out. you get Counterstance as Cloud, that's all you do, and you win. And then, and then the Sephiroth fight, like, was I awesome. can't. It, awesome. It's amazing, but I can't even tell you how many times I was like, I cannot fucking beat him because I don't have my materia set properly. And it wasn't until like try number nine that I realized you could switch out your materia before you fought him. And oh. I wanted to fucking kill myself. I w was that an option in every boss fight that you could switch your material before it starts? Yeah, there's like a little menu thing that pops up. Yeah, and I, I it's never. It's very hard five, to see uh, sometimes. Yeah, I never knew sometimes. that that popped up. I never knew that was an option. And like it, like as I kept fighting him, I was like, I don't want to have to fight those other things again. I don't want to have to go through this whole chapter again. What am I gonna do? And then I <laughs> saw that, and I was like. Are you fucking kidding me? I don't mean Dude, to like, brag, but I went through the whole game and didn't die once. Yeah, I was going to say, wow. like, I, it's gamer. weird because Hell, Hell House, I didn't die at all. Mm -mm. I actually found it to be a really fun fight. Um, but then I died a lot on the guy you fight before Sephiroth, the guy with the, with, with the guns. What's his name? Oh, Rufus. Yeah. Rufus. I died at him, like, yeah. two or three times, maybe. So, Rufus that was still, is like, one of my favorite boss fights, too. Rufus is a little bit different because you have to fight him solo. That's the only boss you fight solo, right? And when you fight um, Reno in the church for the first time. Oh, that's right. What yeah. a fucking cool the, boss fight. Those though. fights yeah, are so much fun. Like, like that I was my... totally wish there were more of those. Sorry. That boss fight was like, I think was the best example of just gameplay into, into cutscene where like Reno, like they showed in the yeah, trailer, but when cool. Reno just like warps it's behind so you, I was yeah. just like, let's go. It was yeah. so cool. 
I will say. Oh, go ahead, Doug. Well, I was just saying, like, with Tifa, everyone's like, my favorite person to use was Tifa. And, like, the first half of the game, I really didn't mess with Tifa at all. And I basically, I was loving using Aerith and obviously Cloud. But then, like, the last half of the game, all I used was Tifa. And I didn't realize her potential. And I was like, oh, okay, now I get it. You know, like, it was like, what was I doing? And this is, this is, I'm an old man at this point. I'm very, I'm, um, I, I'm very dumb when it comes to games sometimes. And I was having like a good time with the game at first. And up until after the Hell House, I didn't even rank up any of my swords or anything. I didn't. I oh, you didn't get like, any of the I other abilities? I didn't do anything. I was just going through the game. Um, like, you don't need to. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. It was like, I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> um, I will say, I, I, again, I don't have a lot of history with other more current final fantasy games and i i can't really remember what the materia system or weapon upgrade system was in final fantasy 15 but i just felt like for most of the game like menus and everything was like kind of fine but like i kind of hated going to the weapon upgrades thing it felt like it felt so like it just Old. felt yeah it, yes it did not feel modern it felt I like it. i gotta click on this it's gonna it be this That's loud, just Jeez, loud noise and like cut away to this other screen i'm like what can i just not just like set all this stuff easily like why is it gonna be this whole fucking thing it's to just the like point a skill tree it's just like a variant of a skill tree when you play an rpg or when yeah, you're right. like oh unlock this ability it's like yeah, yeah. but i uh, felt like it was this extra step of like production and like silliness that like i i would have much preferred if it was just and this is just like me nitpicking dumb things i would have much preferred if it was just like clicking weapon upgrade and then just like you know a little table opens up and i click what i want and not this whole spinning around and all this stuff i don't know yeah when i saw my when i saw my weapon upgrade and i would see like there's just enough for like one new skill i would wait i would i just didn't want to like have to go through the because it is a process. You yeah, do it it's for a process. Every single character, right? You have to back out and yes. go back in. You can't just like scroll yeah, with R1 to exactly. get to the next. And I found like, that so frustrating. Like my people's equipment and materia, you could just use the triggers. I forget which one and scroll through yeah, yeah. and fix everyone's things, no problem. But when it but came to the open upgrades, I was like, why is this? Oh, not this? see, for me, I was much more annoyed with the materia stuff. Like when it came to being impatient, I was just like. I was like, okay, now I'm the I'm this character because I basically would just give whatever whenever like Barrett wasn't in the party, I'd give whatever Barrett had to Aerith. They basically kind of filled the same role for me. So like I was just like, oh, now I gotta move all the same material over to Barrett. Oh, I'm playing as Barrett or Aerith now. I gotta move all the same material over to Aerith now. Like that was kind of annoying. And then like I've been doing the the battle challenges on hard mode, like the hard exclusive ones, and I'm like I've had to do so much materia management because like the things that yeah. i normally do in the story do not work because it is way much way harder than in the battle system uh the battle simulator stuff so mm -hmm. that like i don't know maybe it's just because i'm i just did that last night that i was just like man i do not the materia system like is cool but like the the management for it is a little bit too much that uh than i care to uh admit or like um and seven was kind of the same way i think the thing that um makes i don't know people people find this to be like some people find it to be a positive and some people find it to be a negative but the thing that was cool in my opinion about final fantasy 7 is that you can make basically any character be whatever you want it to be with mm -hmm. do the materia system while this one like there are things where you can make tifa more spell specific if you want um even though she's a fight you know she's a brawler but it um 
I don't know. I, I think I think it's cool that like there's it's more. I think both work. Like I think I think it works like that. You can make your character whatever you want, do the materia, or you can also in seven like it's kind of obvious that oh this character should fit this role, but you can change it if you'd like. So mm-hmm. I think that comes uh, like, a lot from uh, the fact that there was only four party members. Do you have a smaller yeah. pool of people to work with? Yeah, so you kind of yeah. gotta just. Yeah. We have what four more coming. <laughs> so, Which yeah. so. Since you brought that up, I'll throw this in there. First of all, I want I want to say Tifa fun to play with. Cloud was my favorite to play with, but Aerith I think is the best character in the game just on all fronts. I just like her story, I like her character, I like the voice actress. Like I like everything about Aerith. Aerith is my favorite part of this game. I hope she doesn't die. I don't want to know what happens to Aerith. I'm going to be so sad if anything bad happens to Aerith. I was so because I don't know what happens in Final Fantasy 7. I don't know what happens later. I texted Todd one at one point I forget what part of the game I was in and I was like please don't tell me Barrett dies I'm going to be really pissed if they kill Barrett and then towards the end of the game when Sephiroth shows up and stabs Barrett I was like are you fucking kidding me right now like what fun so fun fact in the original Final Fantasy 7 they were going to kill Barrett and then they decided against it Jesus they, like originally Barrett was supposed to die but I mean nope <laughs> how would they have done it? Did they know how they would had they ever pronounced that? I don't know. I don't know. Interesting. I don't know. I I don't want to know who dies. Obviously, I don't want to know anything if that's possible. But fuck that Barrett Sephiroth because I didn't know what happens to Barrett. Sephiroth stabbing Barrett fucked me up. Like that scene fucked me up because I was like I I like Barrett's character because I like what he's fighting for and I like what he cares about and I like like I I think I think that he is like. You know, regardless of whether or not all of his actions are the best or right thing to do, like it's all coming from a place of like somewhere good. So like to see that person potentially die from Sephiroth, I was like, fuck no. Um, but for, for a jacked uh, man with a ch- gun arm, he's oddly relatable. I know. <laughs> and it it's uh, oh man, it, it's I, uh, I, I, I can I, take him off. I can take them off. <laughs> no, no, we'll be fine. No, we don't have to. No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, it's interesting because like, I uh, I think we should like end end our discussion talking about the whisper stuff. So I'm going to uh, not uh, not talk about that right now. But um, uh, so go on. I, I lost my train of thought. I lost my train of thought too. Well, actually, I'll, I'll bring up something that, like, I don't know if you guys had this issue, but it was just a, like I said, combat was my favorite part. But I had issues with the amount of close quarter combat in camera uh, in this game, and I feel like the character models are really big, and I, I like the way they looked when they were big. But there were so many times where I was fighting in like a tight area, and the camera would just jump, and I'm like, I don't yep. know where I am right now. And and like it's it wasn't game breaking to me or anything. It doesn't happen all the time. But it definitely like bothered me. I, I thought it was weird the choice to have so many close quarter fights. Like it's never with bosses or anything. At least I don't think off the top of my head. But it's mostly like the side, like on the way to the boss combat. But uh, yeah, I had a little issue with that. I I had some issue with that too. I think part of it, and I wonder if this could have fixed it, or maybe it made it too janky, and that's why they didn't do it. But I feel like I, mean, I don't know how you guys played. At the beginning of the game, I feel like I didn't switch characters a lot during fights. I just used their abilities and stayed on Cloud or stayed on whoever and used abilities. Later in the game, I started to switch around more for certain parts of fights and whatever. Um, 
I feel like when I switched around a lot, that's when the camera really fucked me up because it would like switch to Tifa and it wouldn't be behind her. It would be like, you know, above her head. A, it would be in a weird as position. Close, uh, it, it, the camera was like, how can I get from point A to point B as fast as possible? Yes. And it would end up with some weird cuts. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's a modern video game problem as well. It like, is. I feel like there are so many games. Like, I remember Spider-Man having this issue when you would, like, fight in a storefront or right outside of, a, like, a oh, busy yeah. street. Like, 15 was, like, notorious for bad camera work. Yeah. It, despite how much I love that game, that, that camera. I, I think it's just something that's, like, we haven't really figured out cameras in close spaces. Like, it's a... Yeah. It's a tough situation, especially when you have control of it and the camera's like, I just, I don't want to go over here. I don't fit over here. And yeah, it gets, it gets janky. Yeah. For and sure. Squ- uh, Square Enix is just known for having janky cameras in their games. Like Kingdom Hearts from the very beginning, always, you know, like I love yeah. like Kingdom Hearts 2 is my favorite game of all time. The camera is not great. <laughs> it's the one, it's like the, if, if I had to criticize anything about that game for me personally, it would be the, it'd be the camera, you know? So, uh. It's. I think it's more of a Square Enix thing, uh, mo- more or less. Like, uh, you know, obviously other games can have camera work, but like when whenever like when I played Final Fantasy VII Remake and I had my first camera issue, I'm like, good old Square Enix with their game, <laughs> with their cameras. Um, I, I, I will say. Oh, oh, go ahead. No, no, no go. Um, I was gonna say the only problem with the, I guess it's not really a camera issue, but there was a part when you're fighting like a, I think it's like a mini boss maybe, but you're on a circular platform and you're fighting like the snake thing that's flying around, and it's really difficult to hit Leviathan. it. No one really has powerful like wind, like yeah, magic abilities. Is that what it's called? It just took such a long time. The flying enemies in general, I think, were pretty annoying because you couldn't physically hit them unless they were like really close to you. You had to be under them basically. Yeah, and, it was just it and some really spells work. have a delay like, on them. Yeah, like you would cast arrow, yeah. and it would take a second for oh, arrow yeah. to appear. And by the time yeah, it would appear, really the enemy would be gone. I, so I, I found have to, that like, jump with cloud and hit it like once at a time, like yeah. until it came down. Um, I don't know camera work. I didn't really have any issues. I felt like when you switch between characters, it was pretty snappy. And yeah, I don't know. Maybe I just didn't notice it. Well, I will yeah, say it doesn't oh, happen ahead. often. It doesn't it doesn't happen yeah. often, but it definitely happened like. You know, a fair. There's so like, much going on, though. I get it. Like, I, I get. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, like I get. It, it, it seems like a hard thing to like really make work well. And and not for nothing, I've I don't think I've ever played a game that has this specific type of like fight combat system in it. Um, oh. So it's I mean it's doing something I would argue that's pretty new and different and I don't know if revolutionary is the word, but it's definitely very different and very cool and very I think overall executed well. Uh, I will say to like kind of pick apart one of the little nuances of the combat system that I really loved was especially I noticed it a lot at the beginning because like I said I was more so playing as Cloud and using abilities from the other people when you were when you click I think it's R2 and L2 when you're using R2 and L2 to just go to someone's ability and not switch to the character mm-hmm. and the camera like slows down and everything's in like like bullet time it's in like matrix mode it's I, I don't know why I fucking loved that so much. Like I just loved it slowing down and like everything was slow because not only did it look cool and feel cool, but I feel like that was again, this is just me saying this. I don't know if this is what their intention was. And if it was their intention, they're fucking geniuses. But it made me feel like, okay, for a game that is tradition wasn't originally a, a turn based combat and for a series that's 
normally turn-based combat. This slowdown and this chance to like think about my next step makes me feel like it's turn-based. So it like let me get a little bit of that turn-based fix. So I I did that a lot where I like would pause. Like I wouldn't be quick to my decision when I switched to a trigger. I would like hit L2 and like think about what's going on in the battlefield and be like, do I need to heal someone right now? Do I need to attack? Like what do I need to do at this moment? And it would give me like a moment to think without like pausing the game. So I never felt like I was taking myself out of the action and instead gave me a feeling of like this is a a you know i'm the captain i'm the general and these and these are my battle pieces and i'm like <laughs> mm-hmm. trying to make these decisions like a turn-based rpg is so i like loved that little addition to the combat it like was probably my probably what made me love the combat so much was that it was it could be fast and crazy and i'm fucking people up with with you know whatever attacks or it could also be i'm slowing it down I'm thinking I can't take too long because everything is still moving just at a very slow pace. And if I wait too long, I'm still going to get hit or take damage or die or whatever. So it was like a very good balance of here's a chance to make some decisions, some critical decisions that could really make the outcome of this fight. Because in boss fights that I was like, when it came down to the wire, sometimes that was like the deciding factor of like, I'm switching over here to think about what I need to do right now before I die. Um, I don't know. That was like what made me love the combat so much. It makes it extremely accessible. That too, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So like just t- like my roommate, for instance, like never played a JRPG in his life, picked this game up because we watched a couple trailers together and he was really hyped on it. And like watching him play, that's exactly how he plays. Like he like everything slowed down. He's like, and I'm like, oh man, you know, you can shortcut, you could do all these things to make it go faster. And he's like, no, like I, this is my breathing time. This is my time to assess and figure out. And I'm like, you know what? As somebody who doesn't is not used to these kind of games, like hell yeah, that's the fact that he has that option is is really cool. Yeah, it, 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 yeah. I mean, aside from a sex accessibility, it just it offers varied approaches to the combat, which I think is in itself really cool to have just multiple ways for people that want to play it different ways to enjoy it. Um, yeah, I don't know. But other things about the gameplay in specific that anyone want to nitpick or or praise or anything at all? I'm trying to think. <laughs> no, the I will. Is pretty top notch. The gameplay is is good. The gameplay and story is what is what made me like fall in love with what's going on here. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, the gameplay is like one of my favorite favorite gameplay yeah. systems. Like it takes the sure. best. It takes the best of thirteen which is the combat system I really enjoy, and a little bit of 15, and a little bit of Kingdom Hearts. It kind of makes this pseudo turn-based slash action JRPG combat. I think this is a really, really good mix, and it's so fluid. Yeah, it's very fluid. Like, I I would pause the game to see them slow down, just to look at them. Just look at the characters going around, like, looking at the enemies and how they're moving really slowly and the particle effects and the swords and, like, the gunshots. It's just, like extremely cinematic and somehow you still always have enough time like it's they're still moving but they never really i don't think they can actually hit you unless some big attack is probably like launching towards you or something oh yeah you can get you you can definitely you can get get hit yeah okay i guess i've never paused it that long but i it still still feels like you have time but you're also kind of rushed a little bit i will say so i i don't know where you guys stand on this and this is kind of like outside of final fantasy 7 not just final fantasy 7 agnostic but i kind of like this this like revolution of photo mode in games and i think part of that is because it's easily integrated with social media you can just share like 
cool screenshots or whatever from when you're playing games like spider-man for ps4 i have a lot of problems with that game but i loved the photo mode and i spent probably most of my time in that game like taking cool pictures um I didn't take a lot of pictures in, in this game. I don't even think there's a photo mode. No, I have no there's idea. not. No. But I still took some screenshots. But I, I do find myself taking screenshots a lot in games now, especially because all three modern consoles have that quickly as an option to take a screenshot of something. Um, but I kind of hope that the evolution of photo mode in games, and I, I don't know, again, I don't know where any of you stand on photo mode if you even care. I'm sure most people probably do not care about photo mode in games but especially in a game like final fantasy 7 that is so gorgeous and is so cool i feel like a weird thing that i would love to see in specific games and i doubt if it would ever happen but like if there was a multiplayer mode in final fantasy 7 remake that wasn't two people playing the game but it was one person like during your combat like being able to be in a free roam camera taking screenshots i think that would be kind of fucking amazing to like capture like cool shots of the fight going on i i don't know even just like a that would be that would be really cool yeah i know that there i've seen like they released like official screenshots uh and there was one specifically where uh that that was in you know in the middle of combat with tifa and cloud and it looked just it looked so fucking cool Uh, i was i i shared on my uh timeline i was like this this has me so fucking hyped and uh like yeah i'm not i'm not really big in the photo mode like this was the first game where i was just like man if there was a photo mode i would definitely like use it um i also like spider-man was also the first game where i really tried out the photo mode and you know had a fun time with it um but yeah no like definitely it's definitely a game that should have a photo mode and i'm really surprised it it doesn't because like with just with final fantasy 15 having such a big focus on like taking photos and stuff like that in that game. Um, and I know that like Prompto was like as a character was big into photography and stuff like that in that game, but it's, it still would have been cool if they uh, brought that back um, with did seven Go- remake. Did God of war have a photo mode? They not at launch. After. I think they added it after. Yeah. Not at launch. I had already platinum the game and they were like photo mode. <laughs> Cause with, with final fantasy seven, like I wonder if part of the reason why, besides the fact that we just need to get this game out because it's been a long time and people want this game. I wonder if, like, part of that decision-making goes into, like, you know, a lot of, especially in Final Fantasy VII, it seemed like a lot of the cinematography, cutscenes, gameplay, a lot of the stuff was, like, planned. This is how we want the player to see this, and we don't want to, like, jeopardize the, the delivery of these scenes in any way. So I wonder if that, like, plays a role in those types of modes being added. Like, if you were to take the photo mode and just, like, rotate the camera and zoom in on the JPEG Midgar. (laughs) (laughs) I think another part of that is that there are a lot of companies out there, but, like, Square, I think, is one of the top ones that is so precious about their characters that they don't... And and maybe this is just me, like, remembering old Square and, and Square's loosened up, but, like, they don't want their characters in, like... Like, to be memed, essentially. Like, Cloud is so precious to them and, like, yeah, they do a lot with Cloud in this game that is, like, funny and, and charming and, and whatever. But I feel like, and, and, like, maybe I'm just thinking back to, like, earlier days where they were, like, oh, there's, they're memeing our characters or whatever. But I, I think they are still pretty precious with their characters. And photo mode opens up a lot of weird shit 
when you start taking photos of your yeah, character. Kingdom, yeah. Kingdom Hearts 3 had a photo mode, and people were uploading the strangest that's, scenarios. That's what I'm saying. Because you were able to place, like, random Kingdom Hearts characters with other random characters in, like, in, like scenarios. Like a scene setup, kind of, and people were just making oh, weird <laughs> shit in there. Um, uh, but I was actually surprised that they didn't put a photo mode in this, because they also put one in 15. Um, but they kind of incorporate it into the into the narrative. Um, so maybe we'll see one like in part two or something if they decide to. Yeah, um, I wish Square would have loosened up the reins when it came to Cloud and Smash, because two songs, come on. Oh, now. the music. There's fucking yeah. bangers, two songs. Stop it. I now. was half expecting after remake that they were gonna add some of the remake tracks into Smash. Nintendo wouldn't say no they, to that. There's I no know, way they would I say know. no to that. Did it, I really didn't thought... Dragon Quest get more songs too? Dragon every, Quest got every, every character. Orchestra, in... two orchestra songs that yeah. the PS4 version does not have. There are or characters. The PC version either. There are games that don't have character or stage representation in smash that have more songs than fucking cloud does <laughs> um, yeah that's yeah that's just yeah that's so that's aggravating where like apparently like sakurai so like weird. sakurai had to really pull strings just to even get cloud back in ultimate so i'm not gonna I, i'm i'm shocked that the cloud is i'm shocked that cloud ever made it to the roster of smash i'm shocked yeah. that they were able to get him back in in this not I'm because shocked, I, i'm shocked that any of those third-party characters remain see i don't it's I don't know. Well, I don't some know, of them. Not like I don't know Sonic, what the but... deal. I don't know what the dealing is behind the scenes of how you know it gets paid out or whatever. But like, if I'm a video game developer, like I, I'm sorry, especially at this point with Ultimate being the best-selling fighting game of all time, I want my character in Smash. Like, yeah, Joker's in Smash. That game is not on Switch, oh, and yeah, it's probably yeah. never coming to Switch. That's true, but that was also for Persona 5 Scramble. No, I mean, so. Smash is like my baby. Like I like I am deep, deep in Smash in Sakurai and what goes into characters being added and all that stuff. But I like I'm saying as as a third party developer, I would one hundred percent want my character to be in Smash because that's I mean, you're you're literally Dragon Quest Eleven, uh granted there was definitely some there there was people benefiting on both sides at Nintendo and at um square because it was being published by nintendo in the u.s and i believe in europe too so like dragon quest 11 s doing well benefited nintendo because they were publishing it in the in the west um but when hero got added or announced for coming to smash all of a sudden dragon quest dragon quest, dragon quest 11 s was the number one game on amazon you know what i mean like the power of smash is is definitely a real thing and i'm sure i if you if you go back and look, I'm sure that after Joker got revealed at the Game Awards, I guarantee the Persona 5 sales spiked after that. Um, oh smash, yeah, I, I, like, I'm not denying I'm I'm not denying anything like that. It's just with Square, like you could say you could say that that Cloud. I I in my opinion, I could confidently say that that Cloud is like top five most iconic top 10 at the very least the most iconic video game characters of all time uh is at least like the most iconic like jrpg character um that he that square wants to like what you said like square wants to make sure they want to like take care of that character as much as they can and um maybe you know and there might be more to it than that but I, I don't know. I feel like just trying to think about it in Square's perspective, like they just want to be 
as delicate as they can about it. I don't know. Cause like, you know, with, with, with Dragon Quest, even though Dragon Quest, like, you know, it was, it like kind of made JRPGs for what they are today. in in a sense, um, that there, it's just not as popular or like, they're like those, that those characters aren't as iconic as cloud. In the in the West, yeah, in the yeah. West. Well, yeah, well, Dragon, like in a world, Dragon Quest is like in a worldwide perspective. J- I'm saying, yeah, yeah, in, is JRPG in Japan? Like, yes, Dragon Quest is. I mean, in the a other difference is is hero is named hero for a reason. Yes. Cloud Strife is an like is iconic as like even though there are plenty of other Final Fantasy protagonists, there's only one Cloud Strife. Yeah. Whereas in like Dragon Quest, hero is just the you know the he just character. looks different in every game. He's still the silent protagonist. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, oh man, I don't know. I love Smash Bros. Uh, That's my other thing. <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah. I, I think it might have just been technical limitations. Like when it comes down to it, they probably just didn't want to do it because they couldn't. I don't know. Because Dragon, Dragon Quest Eleven. Yeah, yeah. That's what okay. we're talking about. <laughs> so I know. I'm, I'm just happy that you pulled it back was, in. That was like was a twenty minute like, <laughs> I, I was thinking. I'm like, where do we start with this? Speaking of photo around. mode. You know how we complained about those robot arms earlier? Yeah. So it leads to the best part of the game, which is Wall Market. Right. False. The honeybee. Oh man. False. Like I was the, Yeah, we even it, talked about that. It leads I, up to it leads up to the best part of the game up until that point, which is the only time pressing triangle in the game is satisfying. And it's when you have the option to ha- yes. high five Aerith. Yes. Is it an option? <laughs> I think it's an option. No, I think you I have, have to do it. I, I pressed it right away, but I didn't know yeah, if you did. No, if you didn't, no that, was didn't that was genius great. game design. That was genius game design. It's the you only have to time hold a button to have Cloud, who doesn't want to clap hands with someone, clap hands. <laughs> that might be like one of the few times in a game where I feel like the game makes you press a button to develop the character. Like that, that makes you develop yeah. Cloud's character. Press F to pay respects. Press triangle to develop character. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah, Pretty I think every beat in Wal, every beat in Wall Market, every moment was just so much fun for me. Like the whole Coliseum bit where you're fighting with Aerith, and then the Final Fantasy fanfare music and the Hell House, and yes. the whole dress thing and Don Corneo. Like it's all just like that. Like you played the, you just played the original. Like Wall Market was two screens. Wasn't yes, it like and right. I meant to ask a few minutes. Is the honeybee in somewhere you go could have went into? Because I didn't go into yeah. it in the original. It like yeah. I, yeah. I, I didn't so. go inside. Is there a dance scene that I missed? No, no, oh, no, okay. no, 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 no. <laughs> all right. That's all. So then I, I must have just like, not gone back to it yeah. when it was. And speaking of which the honeybee in segment is the best part of that game. It is. Yeah, it yeah, is. I can agree with that. <laughs> it was I, it was it was good. <laughs> The part um, where you go around the, the alleyway of the honeybee and you find oh, the yeah. orphanage woman like the in the bee costume, just like <laughs> yeah. smoking a cigarette. And she's like, hey, could you not tell the others about this? I'm just trying to be a dancer. And you're just, like, some money. you're just like, hell yeah. And then you like leave and there's like nothing in that area for you to do <laughs> other than have that small conversation with that woman. Oh. And then you just bounce. Yes. I got lost so many times in there, though. I did so get lost in Wall Market a lot. I like feel like I never remembered where to walk. Wait, okay. I don't know. Sorry, I didn't. Uh, I was away for a second. I don't know if uh, Jesse brought it up. So one really cool, funny. I really I, hope I, thought bring, I really hope he brings up the same thing. I really hope you do. Okay, I hope I. I hope I do too. Um. So like, you know. So in the previous chapter, when you're like helping everyone in this. Okay, it, it is. It is. Okay. It's I the, mean, the orphanage yeah. woman. 
Yeah, yeah the orphanage yeah. woman. She's like, <laughs> I was just like, I was just like, oh, that's where you're okay, going. Yeah. That's a great reveal. That's so good. It was. She's just like in some random alley next to the honeybee. I'm like, what a are cigarette, you doing here? Like just chilling. Like that's oh. like the only only side character that has like a cool little arc. I think. Well, at least one that I remembered. Little Betty. She's wanting to. Johnny. Happy and what about excited. Chauncey. What's that guy's name? Chadley. 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 <laughs> oh, I can. Uh, yeah, um, but hold on. So back to the honeybee and stuff. Like, um, like I only cried one time while playing this game, and it was the fucking honeybee in segment because it was that perfect. It was perfection. <laughs> it, it was my only criticism of the honeybee scene was that I was trying to do the dance segment like perfectly. But I kept watching the scene and same, missing the same. Yes. Exactly. Because I was like, this is incredible. I have to watch this. And it just like X flies by and I'm like, shit. Is there <laughs> an is there an easy way to go back and play that? Or do you have to like replay the whole chapter? It's just it's chapter, chapter select, select, yeah. yeah. Alright, the game's trash. It's a five. So like, yeah, I like that's uh I wanted to talk about things uh in, in soon, like of things that I, I personally like have gripes with about the game. Um but yeah, no, the uh Honeybee in segment was awesome. Andre- uh, Andrea Rodeo is such a cool like new character that they brought in. Um, all three of them, like uh, Madame M and uh, Chocobo yeah. Sam. I hope we see them later. Some for some yeah. somehow. I don't care. Like I, I honestly want to see those characters again. Um, but yeah, and then also like Chadley. I I really like Ch- like Chadley. It seems like some people on the internet like hate Chadley. Some people love him. And... He's easy to hate. He's just like a dumb. I like I like to think of Chadley as hope if he didn't like get his life ruined <laughs> in Final Wait, Fantasy so, 13. So do you guys do you know about the secret cutscene you get with Chadley? No. No. Okay, I don't want to spoil it for Cam because he's if you beat all the hard mode challenges, you get an I, extra scene with Chadley. Last one. I have the last yeah, one. I'm not gonna spoil it for you. But there's an extra scene with Chadley that kind of reshapes your entire perspective on him. Really? Mm-hmm. I'll look it up after because I'm definitely yeah, not beat out challenge. So hard. I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah, I'm just, yeah, right. So I'm just gonna look it up because I don't know if I'm gonna beat that last challenge. Is one of those things like I want to get the platinum for this game, and I don't really care about platinum trophies. I only have one, and that's for Spider-Man PS4 because it was easy. Um, but I want to get the platinum for this game because I really love this game. But like, I found out that because like the last challenge, you basically have to fight all the summons again. And yeah. And in a row, hard. like with like in one fight. No, so it's so it's like Shiva, then it's uh Leviathan, Leviathan, then it's Ifrit and Bahamut. Oh, no, 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 sorry, it's Shiva, then Fat Chocobo, then it's um Leviathan, then you have to fight Ifrit and Bahamut at the same time. At yeah. the same time, Bahamut summons Ifrit like during the fight, and you have to deal with both of them. Uh, yeah, and Fat Chocobo, no Fat Chocobo. You, you fight and you fight this uh the Pride and Joy. Pride and Joy, yeah. Yeah, and um, and the thing is, is like I was like looking up, like okay, like how do I beat this? And they're like, oh, you need two HP ups for each character. I'm like, no, I'm sorry, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take <laughs> oh, this. Oh no. So, so going going back to the honeybee though, because I want to bring this up before like we get off of that. Um, my son was like literally, he's three, and, he's like three and a half, and he was like in tears that like Cloud was gonna wear a dress, and then all of a sudden, when Cloud wasn't wearing the dress anymore, he was in tears that Cloud couldn't wear the dress anymore. And he was like, "But I like him in the dress." <laughs> it was like amazing. Also, what you saying, man? I don't know if you saw, but the the, the dance segment uh, like syncs perfectly with eye to eye from the Goofy movie. 
I'm like oh, literally. <laughs> yes, it is perfect. It, it's it, oh. like a per something that's already perfect made even more <laughs> perfect because they added eye to eye from the Goofy movie. It is amazing. I um, I would love. I I haven't. I love Persona Five. I haven't finished it, but I love Persona Five. Uh, oh, and I am so tempted because I love rhythm games. I'm so tempted to get the Persona dancing. They're games. not good. They're not. I've good. heard they're not good. I played but, both of them. They're not great. That's very disappointing. I heard they're not hear. good because they don't have a story. But if you like to like just do listen to music and like do the stuff, the you remixes can. of the music are really good. But I think the rhythm game itself is kind of just lame. Okay. I I played the demo of Persona Five, whatever it's called, Night Dancing in the Sunlight, Dancing whatever. in Starlight. <laughs> and it's hard. Yeah, the, I don't think the I don't think the gameplay itself was, was that fun. Okay, then I probably wouldn't. Oh, and I, the music I like rules, games though. It's worth, it's worth looking at the remixes. Okay. If I see it like for super cheap, maybe I'll scoop it up then. Um, but yeah, I think they're each like $20 now. Like, you can get I, yeah, they're would, on sale right now. I would love if they did a like a DLC expansion of just more Honeybee dancing. That would be fucking amazing. <laughs> dude, Final Fantasy Seven dancing in How Honeybee. <laughs> dripping with honey. Up. I don't know. Dripping, yeah, dripping with honey. <laughs> dancing under the rotting pizza. <laughs> Uh, dancing under the rotting pizza. Um, yeah. So, so, um, so the issue, some of the issues that I have with this game, it aren't really things that like come out just the first time you play through it. It's more just like it's replayability. Like the chapters, like the chapter select is cool. That's fine. Like, but there are some things that they did that I like. I found really irritating when going back through. Like, like um, I did like. So, you know how there's, like, the discoveries, and then there's the actual side quests? Mm-hmm. So, at the end of chapter 14, if you do all the side quests, you find, like, this note from the old woman. You know what I'm talking about? Kyrie's yes. grandmother? Yes. Um, and you get the second the elemental. Guardian angel of the flux. And you get the, you get the second elemental material, right? And I found that out after I beat the game. I didn't know that the, you got a second one, because I was watching my friends, like, stream. I was like, where'd you get a second elemental material? Like, that's super useful. And I look it up, and it's just like, oh, you have to go through all the side quests. I'm like, I did go through all the side quests. And then apparently they um, they count the discoveries also as side quests, and I missed one. Okay. So I went back and did that discovery, went back, and then uh, in chapter select, went through this entire chapter where with the power lights, with the power lamps, just mm-hmm. to get this. Uh, it was for the fat chocobo material. Yeah. Just for that mm-hmm. one thing. Go back to chapter 14, go over to the to the avalanche wall to try and uh, get the note. The note's not there. You have to redo all of the chapter 14 side quests, even though I already done them. I'm like, fuck oh that. My God. Yeah, no thanks. Are you kidding me? So, okay, oh, no. so that makes sense then. So I, I, like, I care about achievements on Xbox. I do not care about trophies at all. Like, I have zero commitment at all to, to trophies. I mean, I barely play PlayStation to begin with. Um, but as I was going through, I was like, oh, whatever, like I'll, I'll get trophies like as I'm doing them. And if there's things that I'm already doing, I will get them and do them. And when I started doing all the side missions, I was like, well, I'm going to just get them all at this point. Cause I've done all of them and I'll just get this trophy. And then when it, it never popped up, I was like, what the fuck? So it must be tied to those discoveries then. Yeah. You have to do all oh, the discoveries. God, fucking damn it. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's dumb. And then also like having to. 
replay through all the chapters to get all the dresses. I'm just like, this no. is, I don't want yeah, to do no, this. I, it's, it's, it's more of the trophy stuff that they, not really the game itself. Like the replayability, yeah. that's fine. Like, but like just how the way they did it for the trophies, I'm just like, this is stupid. Like, I do not want to do this. Um, yeah. Like, you know, cause I got the trophy for doing all the side quests once I did that one discovery, but like even like it even shows when you get to, those chapters like it shows that you've done them but that it like resets them like with the green bar but then on the bottom there's like gray and it's like oh there's a check mark and i'm just like i've done this why do i have to do it again fuck that it's yeah when i looked up that there was like other addresses you could get for for the honeybee stuff i like looked up how to do it and i was like i am not doing any of that to get different dresses (laughs) like i do not care because yeah, it, and like if you right answer now, Tifa differently, like she's in a different dress too, right? Like that—that's all yeah, that stuff. So yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. Oh my god. So I the first time I went through, I was just like, oh, wear something mature, you know. And then, and and then I replayed the game, uh, chapter three. First off, you have to do all the side quests to get this discovery with Tifa at the end, and then, uh, and then you can choose. But if you don't do that, she just verbatim does the mature option i'm like so you you're telling me i could have just chose anything else outside of mature and i would have been okay and then i just kept playing through like didn't have to worry about the side quests uh and i could that's annoying oh my god so dumb it's just it's just the trophy stuff that were like really irritated me with um with the chat with how they did the chapter select stuff but i think like even though it's not like like technically it's technically a new game plus how they did the chapter select stuff um you know that that's fine like it's definitely a challenge and it really does like show how intricate this the battle system is like if you really like want to talk about like see how great the battle system really is like you should give it a shot and just like like play through the game on hard and just you know ignore the side quests you don't have to do them again and just go you know just uh beeline it through the game it's it's great the battle system is really good that that is the probably the the thing besides the story because again i'm like really invested in the story at this point that's like the thing that i miss now that the game is done i'm like i did like the combat like the combat is what pulled me through that game even when there were points where i felt like all right like um it's dragging a little bit there's some extended periods of time where i don't want to be doing you know walking through a vent or telling red to go anywhere um and also shout out to um I really liked the uh Leslie bit in chapter fourteen when you go back to the sewers with him. Yeah. I really liked his oh, character. Yeah. I really liked him uh from the beginning. Um and I hope that we see him again. Like I, I like I feel like that he's one of the other like new characters that we will see like later on. His I cut story out felt for a very second. much like set up Leslie. Yeah. Leslie. Okay. Yeah. Um Feels I will, like something that'll pay off later. Mm-hmm. I will say I I lost what I was gonna say because my headphones like messed up for a second. Um, yeah, I don't know. I do not know what I was just gonna say. Can we get into these whispers now? Yeah. Yes, okay. Yeah. Let's talk, about, let's talk about the whispers. So, yeah. So for those that don't know or like aren't interested, like aren't really interested in playing the game, like these whispers, like these are like these spectral beings that are flying around everywhere and um all that jazz that they basically try and like make sure that the course of destiny is going through its courses like that 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 everything is fixed like this person meeting this person is 
is fixed and things like that. And um, when you play through, like, if you, this is like, it's on the ground level, it's something to make the remake uh, fit for new players and to kind of like make it so that anything moving forward to the next parts, anything could happen. We're not, we're not playing by the originals rules anymore. Literally anything can happen. And, um, they kind of tease these things, uh, throughout the game. Like in the beginning, uh, uh, like in the original cloud was straight up going to do the second bombing run for sector five. Um, in this one, they decide, no, you're not doing it. And then the spectrals came and like attacked the slums to get Jesse injured to make cloud go. Like that was the reason why that happened. Um, and like, you know, when Barrick gets stabbed by Sephiroth, they're like, you're not supposed to die here. So they brought him back to life. Like, you know, um, so there's like a lot of things, uh, that, that, that you get more out of if you, if you know the story of the original, at least like the first part in Midgar, uh, you, you get more out of the whispers, uh, in that, in that sense, for sure. Do the whispers are like, and if it's like a crazy spoiler, don't say anything. But do the whispers ever show up at all in the original? No. Okay. No, they're completely new. Okay, like, so my, they're my pretty question. Much, oh, okay. go. No, Grayson, go. Go, I, go, I was, go, go. I was just gonna say that there. The way I've heard someone explain it is like they're almost like the, the spirits are kind of like fans of the original Final Fantasy VII, where they are trying to. <laughs> it's like a meta commentary. Yeah, where they're trying to literally make sure that the narrative of this game matches what happened in the original game. So, like, if anything happens, like, Barrett's death, like you talked about earlier, um, pretty much as anything, the spirits will show up because, like, oh, this is, cannot happen. We have to make sure uh, the original plot stays the same. Um, that's kind of, that's kind yeah, of amazing. I, <laughs> yeah, I think Jesse knows more. How <laughs> How stuff. deep are you guys on these theories about the whispers? I don't there's, know. There's I, some really crazy shit out there. So, yeah, well, well, like start, like start bringing them up, and I'll tell you if I, if for me personally, if I've heard them. Okay, have you heard that Sephiroth is in fact Sephiroth from Advent Children coming back in time? Yes. Yeah, me too. So it is yes. a different version of Sephiroth because that's the only time he has the black wing. Yes. And this Brandon. Sephiroth has it. Is that have why that heard... feather keeps showing up? <laughs> yes. It's crazy. So have you heard that the the whispers so Sephiroth is back in time to make sure that he wins this time. He has yes. become one with the life stream. He under he understands what happens to him. And so the whispers exist solely to counteract everything that Sephiroth does, this new version of Sephiroth. So, like, the the scene where Cloud, you talked about it with the, the bombing mission, like, this, the whispers make Cloud oversleep so that he's late to Seventh Heaven to stop the whispers, and that's why Jesse gets hurt. Yeah. Because the whispers literally made Cloud sleep in a little bit, so he would be a little late to Seventh Heaven. But Jesse gets hurt, he goes on the bombing mission. Uh, the very first time you run into Sephiroth, when it's on fire and it's, it's teasing Nibel, uh, Nibelheim. Yeah. Uh, and he almost misses Aerith, and then the the whispers show up and start swirling, and yeah. literally make sure that Cloud meets, meets Aerith, Aerith in that moment because yep. Sephiroth was trying to stall him earlier 
because Sephiroth is from the future and knows everything that is happening. And yep. when I learned this like... information, <laughs> my mind was blown. And it, it goes deeper than that. Um, yes. So they talk about that subsect of Avalanche, that those are the first group of Avalanche people. They come in during the Jesse mission. Yeah. And they like save Wedge. So how much do you know about that? Because apparently in like an offshoot mobile game and this is did you get prepare yourselves for this. Okay. Do you know, know who about this, runs huh? Avalanche? Who does? Do you know who runs Avalanche? Like the, the whole wedge? organization? Rufus Shinra. It is revealed in this I want. I told you I've watched a lot of videos. I've I've, I've, I've learned some <laughs> shit, man. I don't know if that will come up at all. So, but so that is a side piece of information that so I. So Shinra's uh, the head of Avalanche, which is like, which led to, which basically like he let everything with Cloud and every Baron everything happen so that he could become the president of Shinra. I, that's what I'm assuming. Oh my god. I, that would I'm, be wild! Again, again, this is like me grasping a lot of information and then holding on to it without the proper context for a lot of this stuff. So as I spit it out, somebody start connecting pieces because there's, okay. there's a lot of weird <laughs> shit. So yeah, I mean, because th that makes a lot of sense too though because like, cause like Rufus doesn't show up until like later and like, and you know, we know that Barrett and like Jesse and them are a subsect of Avalanche, but we never hear anything from anyone else except for the mayor right. that we find out later. So it's like, like, where is the rest of this Avalanche group exactly. you guys are talking about? So now it makes so much sense. Like, oh my god, that's not, wild. Not for nothing. When Rufus shows up in remake, doesn't he already know that everyone is Avalanche? That is Avalanche. Mm -hmm. That's on the roof. Doesn't he already know they're all Avalanche? Yeah, I, I mean, just, I feel like you would know that just by the homework. news alone. Because remember, listen, they showed right, the news. Listen, I'm just trying show. to put it together. I'm just trying to figure it out. <laughs> no, that'd be There's cool. No, shit, no. Like, there, you might be going, you might be onto something. I, I, I just think that like they made it a big deal, Shinra, about Avalanche that he would know, being the president's son. All right, what point of the game in the original do I need to get to? For my mind to be blown, or is it not until the end? Todd said I need to get to the. There's a big part, like or for yeah, there's a big forgotten city. A, when you get to the forgotten city, that's where things definitely like something happens there. Yeah, 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 like. Um, but no, and that also makes sense because like, because like they don't like they don't talk at all about like Shinra, like President Shinra dying. Like Rufus, like didn't care. Like you know, like they they just they, they don't go about it at all. So it feels like it was planned. Like it feels like he knew this was going to happen in some way or another. And that's, ooh, man, that's wild. If that's you true. are right. They don't, they don't show anybody reacting to him dying. That's if that's true, oh, man. I hope you're right. I hope that's and, right, Jesse. Hold on, we got, we got more. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> uh, this, one, this one's not really like a, a theory, but 
so in the original game, supposedly, I haven't played it, uh, Root, Root is in the original game, correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Root has a crush on Tifa. That's, like, kind of a thing yes. that they go for. Oh, and, like, yes. apparently in Final Fantasy VII, he won't attack Tifa if she's in the battle with him until she's the last party member left, and he has to. And they kind of tease that with, uh, in Remake, when he pulls the helicopter away from shooting her when she's running up to save Cloud at the top of the Sector Seven plate or whatever. Do you remember that scene? Yeah. Like, you know, yes. Reno were in the helicopter I, I, I and then Reno, talking about. like pulls it away, and then Reno was like, "What the hell was that?" And he's like, "Finger slipped or whatever." Yeah. yeah. Supposedly yeah. that's like a nod, like Root has a crush on T. Yeah. And he like he, uh, I think he like nervously pushes up his glasses a little bit. Yeah, too. there's something like something that. Like, um, I think. To, I mean, no so regarding the combat, very thing, subtle though. Yeah, regarding the combat thing, does that is that the case if you play as Tifa as well? Because I don't I'm, think it is. I'm talking about I'm talking about in the original game. Oh, in the original in game. game. Oh, okay. Apparently, if she is in that battle, he will not attack her until she's the last party member left. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I don't think I've fought Rude yet. He showed up in the original, but I don't think you fight him yet. I don't know. I don't know. I, I haven't Probably played not. the original, so this is just going by things I've again I've heard. Uh, I'm sure you do fight him because the Turks show up constantly in the original, but like. The rude fight in the church doesn't. Ha- I mean, the Reno fight in the church doesn't happen. The rude fight at Sector Six doesn't happen. Like none of that stuff happens. Um, so but the Turks you, show up constantly. Are you ready for the next bit of theory? Yeah. Do you know those three things you fight that become Bahamut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of theories of what those are, and mm-hmm. one theory I've seen floating around is that I haven't watched Advent Children, but there are those three kids in Advent Children, like the followers of sephiroth or something Mm -hmm. apparently there is a theory out there that those three things represent those three kids because they have some sort of connection to them whether it's their name or whatever and apparently that's their way of again pushing that like hey this is sephiroth from advent children he brought these fuckers back they're here now but they're in these weird forms and i was just like okay sure (laughs) i didn't watch advent i I gotta rewatch advent children Hmm. I, I don't know how I feel that about again. that one because I feel like the I thought that those were like from creations of 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 the whispers, not of so, Sephiroth. Right, and that and that's kind of where that one falls apart for me. But having not seen Advent Children, or having I'm sorry, not seeing Advent Children in over ten years. Yeah, I've not uh, seen Advent Children in a same. long time. I cannot confirm that one. Yeah, but that I'm was like in the Advent same Children. video as the Sephiroth from Advent Children coming back. Is that and I was like, sealed oh. too. Yes, I don't know it's what. Blu-ray. Where, I honestly do not know <laughs> where I bought this. I don't know why I bought this because this is I've had this for a long time. Does this take place? It takes place after. After. Seven. Okay. Right. Seven. After. That goes nowhere near my. It's actually it's actually on um what's that streaming platform on PlayStation? Crunchyroll. Crackle. Crackle. Crunchyroll. It's on Crackle. No, the Advent Children is on uh, Crackle. Oh, it's also on Crunchyroll. Yeah. Oh really? Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's basically anime. Just in case you want to watch. Yeah, yeah might as well be. Um, oh god, what was what was the other thing? There was one other crazy ass shit theory. Oh. So. Oh yeah, have we have have they gotten any to any, any uh, theories regarding the seven seconds line? So the 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 like first takeaway, I guess, was like you have seven seconds to stop the end of Final Fantasy VII, right? You have seven seconds to stop Meteor or whatever. That was kind of like everyone's first initial thought. But I haven't seen a lot regarding the seven seconds line. I'm still kind of assuming it means the end of the game 
It yeah. could mean something else. There's another part of that game it could be referring to, mm-hmm. but I I don't know. What I line have, is that? It's is when, when Sephiroth and, is whispering yeah. to Cloud. Uh, he's on, they're on like the edge of creation. It's like during yeah. the fight when they go to space. That that's cutscene, by the way. That to me was like, all right, can we just can Sephiroth come to Smash now? This is a Smash trailer at this point. <laughs> that's, that felt like to me. Yeah, so seven seconds until the end. It, time enough for you, perhaps. What will you do with it? It could also be Sephiroth referring to maybe Sephiroth is trying to remake the universe. That's that's the other the other theory of like why this is called remake is because Sephiroth is literally remaking his own timeline. He's re- he's remaking Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, basically. I hope that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I shit there. I. Uh, as someone who obviously did not play the original, so do not does not know and has not looked down these rabbit holes of of speculation because don't I do, because you'll you'll get spoiled. I know I don't want anything spoiled as much as much as I can avoid it. And I felt like there was a line I can't remember the exact line, but I felt like there was something Sephiroth says in that space scene at the end of the game that also sounded like it was uh, a commentary on the fact that the game is far from finished and like the game it's like our game that we're waiting to play is like not ready to be done because he's like the story i forget what he says but when he said it i was like oh like that makes me think like this is square saying to me the story is not done the game is not finished like we have a you know we have more to do for you i don't know that's how i felt during that scene as somebody who didn't have because like i didn't have reference for it either how did you feel about the whole Zack thing? Oh, man. Namora, so, yeah. you son of a bitch. I do, I do not know who Zack oh, is. Oh, my show. God. That's what I'm saying. That's you what I'm saying. Right, because I was the same way. <laughs> so when that, You don't know okay. who Zack is? I know who Zack is now. I did not oh, okay. know I when I finished like, the game. Oh, my God. So, okay. So, so here's... I, I, I exist in this weird space where it's like... And I, I think I talked about this on the last episode of the podcast in regards to Last of Us. I, I, when there's something that I don't want to see a spoiler of, I feel like I'm somehow able to just not find myself in a situation where I would have it spoiled. So I know nothing about Final Fantasy VII. So like when Zack shows up, the only time, other time I've ever seen who Zack is, is I was scrolling Twitter one day and I saw someone post a screenshot from that final cutscene, and it was just who I thought was, why does Cloud have black hair? And the tweet was just simply, why don't we talk about this beautiful boy more? And <laughs> I scrolled past it because I was like, I don't want to look at the comments, don't want to know what that is. <laughs> keep scrolling through. Oh, man. It's so... It's one of those things, lot. like, I, I feel like... Here's the thing. I feel like you could know who Zack is without ruining all of what Zack is about and his relevance to Final Fantasy VII. Does that make sense, Jesse? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, so basically, Zack is who you... Okay, so I'm gonna... No, 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 no. Brendan, I'm I'm like... No, I'm telling you that, like, I can tell you some stuff without completely spoiling it for you. Okay? Oh, wait, then, before you say anything about Zack, because I don't know anything about Zack, okay. this, is, this is what I think the final scene is. Since I know nothing about what the oh, fuck. Oh yeah, yeah, here. I want to hear this. Yeah. So alternate I, time. I <laughs> so that's I didn't go that way until Todd said that he thinks it might be a separate timeline. 
It definitely is, uh, in my yeah. opinion. There's two. There's two things. One major thing. Don't really want to say. Uh, <laughs> yeah, of course. That's one, that's <laughs> spoiler. I don't want it to say. Um, the other one is because uh, you see Stamp, and he's a different breed of dog. Yeah, on the bag of chips. That on fly the bag by. of chips. Oh. Yeah, there's a bag I of chips that flies. You see Stamp. Yeah. And that's and huge. And he was like a. He's a. He's like a. He's not a he's beagle. Like a beagle. He's like a beagle in the original. He's like a beagle like in, in, like in, a in this timeline. But he's something else uh, in another timeline. So, fuck. Ba- basically, but, the way the way that I tried to make any sense of it was, this is it. It, it could potentially be. And again, I'm probably wrong because I don't have the pr- proper frame of reference. But for someone who doesn't know anything else about what's going on, I'm like. Maybe this is Cloud's past for some reason, and we're seeing more of Cloud's past because Cloud is still, to me, very mysterious. You don't really know what's going on. A lot of the game, throughout the course of the game, you see Cloud having constant flashbacks and constant, like, clearly memories that he forgot for some reason resurging and playing a pivotal role in his character building. So I'm like, maybe this is just because it seems like in that scene, the only person that realizes what else is also being shown to the player is Aerith. So I'm like, Aerith can somehow see what else is going on. Is she understanding Cloud more now? Can she see Cloud's past? Can she see what's going on? Has she always been able to see what's going on? I don't know. So I, You have I'm, to remember that Aerith is connected with the planet. To the planet. Directly so she to the can planet. sense when something is off. So yes. all, all I think is that at least at this point, I think that that scene is an intersection of them in what we just played through leaving Midgar. So the, you know, the present day, them leaving Midgar and that's the past cloud arriving at Midgar with Zach. So I don't know if that's actually anything, but that's how I interpret it. Cause I don't know anything and I don't know who the fuck Zach is. So I interpret it as they're walking out, they're walking in. Maybe that's Cloud when he first becomes a soldier. And Zack is like his mentor. But then, now that I'm playing original, I'm very confused because it makes it seem as though in the past, Cloud is trained by Sephiroth, or at least the beginning of Cloud's <laughs> journey. I don't fucking know! <laughs> I love your lack of Oh my god! I wish crazy. Like part of me just wants to just tell you everything, just so I can. Same man. I've been, I've been, I've been waiting to text him like day and I'm like, do I send him something right now? Please (laughs) message me when everything happens, just so I can be like, yo, let's talk about this, man. So when Todd has been telling me I need to get to that point of the game, and every time I get to a new milestone in the original, I'm like, I'm here now. How much longer? He's like, No, no, no. You got a while to go. I'm like, I'm here now. How much longer? (laughs) Because he wants to tell me so bad. And like 30 minutes before we started recording this, I told him where I was. And he was like, you're, you're, can I just tell you, I need to tell you. (laughs) And that's like, not even like the biggest reveal, you know, that's just like something else. Uh, I will say in remake, they do sprinkle very lightly across the game, traces of Zach. Yes, very much. He, when you learn more about Zach, and you look back on some of these moments throughout remake, you'll understand a little bit more. So, also, also so, the also the bits there are a lot of bits that show 
how cloud may um may have you know like how he's kind of having memory issues in ways that like aren't straight up his his mo like his breakdowns but like dialogue interactions where like where like if you don't know cloud's backstory you would just think that that was just some weird like exchange but it's like nope there's a connection right. there right fuck Fuck. Uh, but no, so Zach basically all you can uh, so you play as Zach in uh, Crisis Core on the PSP. Okay. He's the main he is the main character you play as. Um and basically all I can really tell you without spoiling anything is that he's a soldier and he has a connection to Cloud. And yeah. That's pretty much it. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh th- this is like so one of our good friends, Mike, not podcast Mike, that I brought up earlier, he loves Final Fantasy VII. He finally just finished it. Todd, he texted me today because I told him to let me know when he finished it because I want to know what he thought about the game. And he started talking about other things from the first oh, game. Oh, no. And I immediately was like, I don't want to be spoiled. Do not say anything else. And he said something about Zach, but I literally blacked it out. I like, <laughs> I do not know what the text said, but he said something because I, because I said to him, I was like, I'm so confused by who the fuck Zach is. I need to know. And he started saying stuff, and I was like, ah, uh, uh, nope, nope, nope. Don't want to know. Don't want to know anything. But yeah, but but something, something regarding, something regarding Zach in that scene, very much obviously plays off that like this is a different timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, as along with the bag with the chips, because they needed something for people who aren't familiar with Final Fantasy VII and its lore to send the same message. So it it is an alternate timeline. I, then, I very you, you go, oh, what's up, I think that I think that is the main theory right now. Um, okay. yeah, and but. The one thing that I'm not 100% sure about regarding that that Zack scene is the whispers disappearing from Midgar at that time. Yeah, that made no sense to me. That part I didn't really fully understand um, because as far as I knew, the whispers were a thing only in that one timeline. Um, so, yeah. I was telling Brendan, what if we get like a whole new game from the ultimate timeline and then they continue giving us small pieces of the original story down the line? So I wouldn't even be. That's kind of what I was thinking about. So, like, I, I've, I've, like I said, I've read and I've watched a lot of other like spoiler casts and stuff. And a lot of people were talking about the idea that like you will still go to all of the familiar places, but they will all be just slightly different. Like they were saying, like, what if you go to Gold Saucer and Jesse is performing? She's the lead actress there because in this alternate timeline, she never got mixed up with Avalanche, and she got her dream of being there and then you go to talk to her and she has no idea who you are because that (laughs) timeline doesn't exist Uh, like all these weird slightly changed moments could potentially be something okay i think hold on so here's the thing i don't think that moving forward we are in this alternate timeline that zach and you know that 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 zach scene what took part so you you think they're i think split i think they're legit split and the reason why is because, like, I have no idea how Cloud's character is what could be the same as it is right now moving forward if that alternate timeline 
like intersected with the remake timeline. Does that make sense? Knowing yeah. Cloud's mm-hmm. backstory and his connection to Zack, like that would make no sense to me. Right. So what kind of what I'm thinking about, and this is why I hate timeline stuff, but like <laughs> it is no more after all. Like the idea that like this group after beating the whispers has transcended time. Like they are still the same people. They uh-huh. still have the same experiences that they had. They are now just thwarted into this unknown. Like even the game says like, oh, the unknown journey will continue or whatever. And like, you could just take that as like, we don't fucking know what's going to happen. <laughs> that's how I took it. That's uh, that's how I took it. But like this idea that like, if they did, if them and Sephiroth have now transcended time after defeating Destiny or whatever the hell giant whisper thing was, Arbiter of Fate, that they could now exist in a in a new timeline, but be the same people, because their past experiences weren't erased. That it's would just be moving forward. Wild. That's that would be that's, insane. It would be, and I don't know how well that would go over. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's it's a huge gamble if that is the route they decide to go. Yeah, because yeah, because oh man, like just knowing like stuff about stuff about Zach. Um, and not particularly his connection, not not per- particularly his connection to Cloud, but like just him as a character and like just what we know goes on with him. That like I don't know if fan fans at least would be very hot if things turned out differently. I agree. I agree. I agree. No, yeah, like, no, I completely. I feel, I feel like it. Maybe it, it might be one of those things where like Cloud and now I'm thinking. I'm sorry. I'm not. Now I'm thinking that maybe Cloud, Cloud, and the gang are like Sephiroth, where they can time travel. It's, they, it's they can, possible. They can move. They can. They can shift timelines. Yeah, it's and if, and they're just, is possible they're, now. Just, they're just making. They're trying. They're trying to make it in a way that Zach's role is more prominent during a present time. Like during that's that's what I'm thinking possibly it could be that's a that's the thing that personally that I've heard at least that makes the most sense. Does yeah. Zach join my party in the original? No. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. How how long is the original? Can I beat this like, like forty this hours? Week? I want to say yeah, 40, like 40. twelve hours in. Can I beat this? You this got week? time, my man. Fuck. You could. Just turn the fast forward mode on. I'm um, so 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 right I've now. been I've been looking more into this whole seven seconds until the end thing. Um, I think so. This is the thing that I've heard the most that I think uh is I like the most or like isn't too ridiculous sounding I guess. But from what I'm seeing, it's just like because Sephiroth want you know wanted Cloud to join him, so they basically become like this immortal being of sorts you know what i mean um and the seven seconds to the end is basically just like you refused to join me so you're you're mortal and you have you know like basically like like i have uh you have like seven seconds left in life quote unquote as like a saying uh because you did not join me let's see what you do with it like let's see what you do with your with your life you you know your mortal life refusing to join me and become a mortal like me or or like with me 
because Sephiroth technically isn't immortal, but <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he's got I mean, to he is and he isn't at the same time. You know what I mean? If, for those that know Sephiroth's backstory. Okay. So, My mind is fucking hold on. gone right I got now. another one for you. The scene when you're in the lab, I believe it's when you're in the lab, and you're with Red. And Red has a flash of him. It looks like him and another yes. cat running through yes. the desert. Yes. And then somebody said, and Aerith, I think, says, like, what was that? And he's like, a picture of tomorrow if we fail today. Also insinuates that shit is going to change. I was really confused by that scene. I remember that scene. Hold on. That scene is a nod to, to the original in some sense. In yeah, some I was going to say, like, I think it means to... Cause, uh, I, this is straight up This is straight up spoiler, so r- r- I need to... This is something I need to... Give me a about. this when we're good. Give yeah. So, so I think that teases specifically the very end, because technically, right. like, while Sephiroth loses, he also wins. Like, Meteor destroy, like, like, fucks up the planet, you know? And you see Nanaki with, you know, his children, you assume, looking at a fucking over-vegetated Midgar. Like, you know, it's, like, it's ruins. Um, so I think that, like, um, I think that that was just kind of tease. Like, if we don't succeed today, like, it's just going to be the same thing all over again. Right, that makes sense. That's how I saw it. Brendan, you can come back. <laughs> I underestimated how loud my headphones were, so I could still hear you, so I left the room. I was oh, like, no, 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 I don't want to know anything. Oh, no. No, it's not your fault. I'm it sorry. also I didn't hear anything. The, it wasn't uh, the spoiler, so if you did hear anything, it wasn't. It wasn't the spoiler. It, it was just something spoiler. that, like, all I, know the what only thing is. I actually heard legibly was Sephiroth's name. I was like, I'm gonna walk out. I'm just gonna take a step out for a second. Yeah. Um. I. I but, but yeah, I think. No, should I, I? Should I? Should I do an experiment here? Should I not finish the original and just wait for the next part I of the game? No, absolutely not. I think you should. Uh, you should we don't know when this is coming. Brendan, you're telling me that after everything we just talked about. You're like, I don't need to. I don't need to know any of. <laughs> I don't need to know. When when credits rolled, first of all, that outro song, fucking hollow baby, probably gave me tears. I that song gave is so good. good. It's so good. Sector did Five Slums, uh, background yep. music. Yep. Did that song lyrics. always have lyrics or no? No, or that song was made for this song. game, right? It's just the credits. But th- but that song didn't have lyrics previously. It had lyrics for this game. Yes, it was, this yeah. was a song made for this game. Okay, made all right. For remake. Well, if you want to dig into theories, I should stop listening to the song. You need to dissect the lyrics because the lyrics are like the first fucking two lines. The two bars are like, was this all a dream? Like, I don't know. Like, it's definitely oh, like yeah. on what the fuck just happened. So it's so fucking crazy. That That made me think when it happened, I was like, is this like is the yeah, zach thing real is it just an illusion is it the past what the fuck is zach who is zach welcome <sighs> welcome to it man it's a sickness i i need to know so like that's honestly i i legitimately started the original game that night because i was like i need to know what is going on so i need thing- to i need to get to zach basically one one quick thing that dude and i'm telling you 
Like, exactly. I'm telling you, that oh, Nibelheim scene with Cloud and Sephiroth, like, rewatch that scene if you don't remember, like, every detail about that scene. Because that it, is the it's pinnacle... It's the one that I just saw, right? It's the... It's yeah, the one the that, he, that he explains in Calm. Well, yeah. so now, I mean, I'm already putting together some things because they flash that scene. They flash a part of that scene twice in Remake, and it's when... I, and it made no fucking sense to me, and it confused the hell out of me when they kept <laughs> flashing Tifa, like... Laying over somebody in the oh, cowboy, cowboy hat. Oh, cowboy yeah. hat. I was cowboy like, hat. I was like, I don't under. I was like, is this like a foreshadowing? Is something gonna happen? Is oh, someone gonna kill yeah. Tifa? Like, what is gonna happen here? And it confused the shit out of me. Oh yeah, I can't wait to see that full segment, like in remake form. That's gonna be. She picks phenomenal. up Masamune and she walks away with it. Yep. Does she pick it up in remake? No. Yeah. She. No. Oh. Yeah. She holds it. She. She. Does she walk she away from it's, her? From she from she she person? grabs it and she definitely stands up. I don't know if she walks away. Okay. But there's definitely a scene where she grips the the hilt of that sword. Yeah, yeah. Because I right. was like, where the fuck did she get that? If you want what I think is like, if you want to know what my just from playing the remake, what where my brain is at right now. I already said the Zach stuff. I think that Sephiroth and Cloud are either related or the same person somehow. I, I will say uh, we will say that they definitely have a connection. The connection, if it's not by blood, it's Genova, I would imagine. Okay. Genova, I feel like plays a role. I don't know if it's Genova is like where all of the soldiers come from. I have no fucking idea, mm-hmm. but I feel like that plays a role. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I need to rewatch scenes from remake now because I swear I remember seeing scenes in remake where. Cloud calls Genova mother, but mm-hmm. there's it's very clear that Sephiroth calls Genova mother in the original, original game. More I will than say, once. without spoiling, there's no spoilers. You are grasping at the right things. You are you are kind of grabbing the right pieces. I'm not saying you're putting them together perfectly or you're not putting them together perfectly, but you're definitely you're definitely thinking. You're going the on the right path. Yeah, you're well, on the right Aerith, path. If Aerith dies at the end of this game, I am not going to be able to handle it. <laughs> And that's I feel like that's inevitable. She is the best girl. Fuck. Who? Who? Yeah, Tifa. Yeah. Wait, Tifa? <laughs> Tifa's best girl. Are you kidding me? Aerith. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. Get to the end Jesse. of the game and tell me that Aerith is still best, best right, girl. We'll see. we'll see at the end of the game then, I guess. Jesse has my name and we're both stagehands. I feel like I'm destined to have to defend her until the oh, end. Oh, yeah. Can we talk about how horny this game is? Very. <laughs> this game is incredibly horny. Just, what would you what would you have looking at Tifa? Just something hard. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, those, come on, do, man. Do those, like, very light decisions in Remake change any outcomes in this game? Um, Outside of Tifa's dress, no. Okay. The, the conversation scene. Because huh? in the in the, the original scene you can have outside of Aerith's house. Oh yes, yes. It can be it can be Tifa Barrett or Aerith, I believe. Yeah, I always get Tifa. I've gotten. I Tifa had Aerith. Times. Okay. Because in original, some of your decisions matter more, from what I'm understanding. Because so basically, when I the night that I finished remake, it was like two in the morning. I <laughs> got in bed and immediately started playing seven original and when i got to Aerith for the first time when she's giving you flowers i i feel like in the original i'm not gonna nitpick the original but i feel like in the original it's very easy to click the wrong option often like it's just the menus aren't great um 
So I accidentally quicked like go away to Aerith and she mm-hmm. just walked away. So I then like quickly Googled and tried to safely, which I did not find any spoilers, but I tried to safely just see like, does does, does conversation choices change anything in Final Fantasy VII? And from what I could read, it made it sound like if you are rude to people at the beginning of the game, later in the game, they don't have the same dialogue with you and you might miss certain parts of the story. There, So there's a point where you can go on a the golden uh the gold saucer you go on you can go on dates with people and that's kind of dependent on like your relationships with them but nothing like story significant i would say okay interesting all right nothing like where like any major effects to the story will change okay all right that's good to know i i I bet it was like that was like a probably 20 minutes to get to Aerith for the first time so i restarted the game and and got to Aerith and made sure i (laughs) picked i'll take a point please any any uh any more theories, Jesse? Not off the top of my head. I'd have to. I'd have to dig some more up because it, it was like it, it was kind of like Brendan, where it was like I finished the game and then instead of starting Final Fantasy VII, I just started reading and like diving down the rabbit hole because I had been avoiding like most of the internet for like the better part of a week because you know Twitter can be trash and people can spoil things extremely easily. So I like one thing I love to do is finish a game and then just start diving into like just whatever I can find. And so I found a lot of that stuff up front. And like, those were the things that stuck with me as like, cause you, you have to sift through a lot of shit of like, all right, this person has no idea what they're talking about. They're just shouting things. And then some things you grab and you're like, you know what? I can see where you're putting the pieces together. And there's just, there's so much to dissect with this game because mm-hmm. the, the whispers for as I would say insignificant as they are for most of the game, they're kind of just like a, like a, a wall. Like, in some points, literally a wall. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to the end of the game, it recontextualizes 90% of that game all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And so you suddenly go back and play through that game again with this whole new perspective on every single time they show up. And that is mm-hmm. just, like, fascinating that a game can do that. And yeah. they can just have your, your wheels spinning nonstop. And that's how I was for, like, the better part of... the two or three weeks after seven i just would not stop theorizing yeah i couldn't and, no what's up i was i couldn't stop thinking about final fantasy 7 remake like mm-hmm. in general like story gameplay everything like just the entire experience for like two weeks once i beat it. it it's it's just like i for a game that we started this podcast by saying like you know i had almost zero hype going into this game like I have no real affinity for seven. I love Final Fantasy of the franchise, but like Cloud, Tifa, none of these people. I had no affinity for them. I had no connection to them. And then to come out the other side of this game, not only being a Final Fantasy seven fan, but to be so deep in the lore and, like I said earlier, it's an embarrassment of riches when it comes to how stuff there is to absorb and its subsequent counterparts. And so I'm just all in now, and I cannot wait for anything related Final Fantasy VII. So I think we're getting this this next part. When you yeah, guys, uh, I was going to say I was going to say that uh, two things. I was going to ask you how many parts you think we're going to get, and when we're going to get the next part. And I also am curious as to like, what did you guys think about like just like the ending in general? Not like the Zack stuff, but just like having to fight like the whispers and like. Because, 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 as a big Kingdom Hearts fan, like the ending was very Tetsuya Nomura. Mm-hmm. Like he he written all over it. I'm like I will 100 like say that for better or worse. Like 
you could tell that this was a Nomura thing. Um, and I really liked it. Like the person uh, who reviewed it over at Dual Shockers, um, he's he loved the entire game until the end, and and he he just hated the ending. He hated how that that part turned out. So I was kind of curious as to like how you guys felt about it. I really liked it. Um, it's one of those things like it's really hard to, especially with what they're going for, to do something that would make a lot of sense or not be like nonsensical to a degree to make it work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, I really can't think of something that they could have done to make it, you know, less like over the top for like how grounded the game was throughout the first like 95% of the game. So I'm just kind of curious about how you guys felt about it. I, I um, like the ending. I, I like, I actually really enjoyed the ending. Um, but I just, my frustration comes from like now it's like when 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 and it's it's more like and i read something and i don't know if this was just some bullshit article i read but i read something about how they were saying now like you know the scale of this first one was so big and everything and that we, we want to get it out to you guys quicker so it might be like smaller Is yeah that i like saw that PS? i don't want that to happen Take your no time. same man that's terrible i think that's a horrible idea you get like an eight hour game or something like that and then you're like uh okay <laughs> no they, they wouldn't do that but I, yeah, I can totally see them making a shorter because a lot of people, a lot of the criticisms were about the padding. So I could totally see them taking notes from this first game and taking that into the next game. And that could get us a, a tighter, more concise, like 20 hour, 25 hour story or something. Yeah. And here's, and, here, yeah, and, and here's the thing like 35 hours, like it took me 35 hours to beat the game. Uh, like, I don't, like, that's not, that's not that long in my opinion. No, it's not long at all. Especially for a JRPG, like, um, that, that's a that's a decent like that's playing through a kingdom hearts game and those are even shorter on, uh, on the shorter end of like mm. jrpgs so for me i was just like this is like kind of like the perfect length in my opinion like like padding aside like if you if you like didn't like one or two things like you know kind of like we were discussed earlier that's fine but yeah. i don't think like it was that padded i think that a lot of the stuff that they added were made midgar feel more alive like made me care about these characters that hopefully we'll see outside of Midgar too, like again, like Le- like Leslie, um, you know, Kyrie, you know, those characters. Um, so I don't know, um, but yeah, I think I personally think we're gonna get uh, three parts. I think it'll be a three-parter. Um, was the original game three discs or four discs? Yes, it was three discs. Three, three parts. So the third would, disc would be was like cool. The third and disc good was like, the last, like 10% of the game. It was it was a short part of the uh, the game. Uh, but I think it's gonna be three parts. I think we'll get part two at the very earliest. Cause there's the cause cause they have cause they have like the models done. They have like a lot of stuff done. Yeah, they switched to Unreal Engine four. Like their most of that legwork is done. Like yeah. you think about the development that Seven Remake went through. You know, it was outsourced originally, and then it was brought in house, and then they switched over the engine, and then. They had to figure out, like, when they announced Seven, Nomura didn't even know he was working on the game yep. until the trailer had his name on it. And he yep. was like, I'm oh, I guess I'm doing game. that, too. <laughs> yeah. And he was already dealing with uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 at the time. Yeah, people... So you have to imagine they're, they're like, already... Stuff has come out that they're already in pre-production or whatever. I have to yeah. imagine that game is further along than they're alluding to. I yeah, would people... hope... I would hope that they, at the bare minimum... I mean, besides the fact that they have an engine built, they have all these character models, they have the combat systems, they have all these things already created, so, you know, it's just building 
upon that. I would hope that whatever their plan is for the story, because it seems like they're going to maybe stray a little bit from the original, that the story is already written so that what they're building is a project they already made. Because if if the story from what just happened is like they're still writing it as it goes, that makes me super nervous. I think like the storyboard stuff is done, but the actual dialogue and things. Yeah, well, that that stuff would be fine to me. Yeah, Yeah. no, I think that's I think that's the case. I I think so. I remember seeing something somewhere and I am sorry, I can't source it, but I, I read somewhere that like the way they were looking at this is they were writing it from the end backwards. And so they like knew where they wanted to end up and they were kind of like storyboarding from back to front instead of front to back. And so they kind of knew where the characters needed to be when they started kind of dealing with all of this. So they were able to like, they were like, we know we need to get to point B. Like, let's figure out how to get to point B now. And so they kind of have most of that, I think, already decided. And now it's just a matter of like, how the fuck do we get there? Got it. So if that's what they're doing, this is a split timeline. It's going to run. The next game is going to be two different timelines going on at the same time. The third game is going to be two different timelines going on at the same time. But it's going to end in a culmination fight between Cloud and Sephiroth in one timeline cloud and sephiroth in the other timeline it happens at the same time and then because they want to be fucking crazy extra the cinematic where the two timelines somehow merge and that fight <laughs> happens at the same time and it's two clouds or oh. two sephiroths at the end before i don't know all in love with tifa <laughs> that would be some nomura no, no shit for sure and then your zora shows up <laughs> <laughs> oh no Zora. um yeah i i mean that I think that if our if if our like deductions are correct, I think that there will be parts of uh, moving forward where we will be playing as Zach in the alternate timeline, uh, Zach and Cloud, and doing whatever that's gonna end up being, uh, if that is the case. Um, but I think it's gonna be two parts. I think it's gonna end. Um, with that big moment, if it does happen in this game or in this remake. Um, I personally still think it's gonna happen. Um, which I'm do you got not you, Brendan, but like do you guys think it's still gonna happen? Without spoiling no idea. Uh, yeah, same man. After that how that ended, I just don't know now. I feel yeah, like it's it could like, go anywhere. It's just too embedded into five I agree. seven I, that like it would just be it would just be I don't think like, it would be a good look. Wrong. It would be wrong to Yeah, not. I agree with you. I agree. So I don't know. We'll we'll see we'll see, um, but yeah I think it's gonna be three parts. Uh, I think that's a good number. I think, yeah, knowing that like they've have they have a lot of the stuff done unless they decide to move to Unreal Engine five like for like the la- for like the last entry. Yeah. Which I don't really feel like that we'll they ne- will never get the game. Yeah, I don't think they need to do that either. Um, I think we're gonna get the next one in two years, like around the same time. Uh, release and then knowing Square, they'll announce it way ahead of time. We'll see a trailer like in like a month from now, and then I'll be like, hey, "This game's three years away," and it'll be like, "All right, I yeah. forget about it." For so. at least for at least the second part, regardless of how many parts it ends up being, I wouldn't hate if we got an announcement soon of some sort of timeline for the second piece of the game, just so I could I could kind of com- compartmentalize it in my brain of like, "All right, this is when this story is going to continue." 
um, without necessarily having, I mean, it'd be nice to know, but without necessarily having to know when the entire thing will be done. But it would kind of be nice to know a rough idea. A year. A year. Yeah. 2023. Exactly. Like, all right, great. I don't need to know a release date. I don't even know whatever. Honestly, if they just come out and say we're hoping to have this out within the next two years, that would be fine for me. Like, I just want to know that, like, there's some sort of goalpost that they're aiming for. Um, They probably won't. Or actually, again, it's Square, so they might. But who knows? I My my thoughts on the end of the game, obviously, it it made me immediately start playing the, uh, the original. So I I it confused me. I loved it. I want to know more. Overall, I loved the game. I think uh, it probably could have been a 10 for me if they honestly just shaved off the gameplay stuff that I thought was just not necessary. Like, I don't think it added anything to the game um, other than it existed in the original, which I don't think is worth it. Um, But I, I... I really enjoyed my time with it. And now that we've had this very long discussion about it, I like really feel like a, I, I kind of love final fantasy seven and B <laughs> if they do like when you're going down these roads of theories and you guys are talking about all this stuff, if they do like even 50% of the stuff you guys are saying in this new game and somehow tie it into the original, but also make this new thing. And maybe in the end of the new thing, it like ties it all back into this big, cumulative thing all it makes me think in my brain is like i mean i love the mcu and i love what they do with like tying all this shit together if they're weaving some magical fucking journey and at the end of this all it's gonna make sense i'm fucking here for it and it could end up being like one of my favorite games of all time oh final fantasy 7 will definitely do that i promise you. like we, we we can already tell you that that's definitely gonna happen I, uh, I, the, I feel very confidently that when I finish the original, I'm going to love it simply because I'm like, I I can't. It has actually been the only thing that has made me play Animal Crossing less. I'm still playing <laughs> Animal Crossing, but it has made me play it less because I'm more interested in like, all right, what the fuck's going on here? Where's Zach? God damn it. I will yeah. say my... In regards to the the actual end of the game, in terms of like that last stretch, I did not like the boss fights up into like two Sephiroth. Yeah, I loved the Sephiroth fight. I thought the big Arbiter of Fate man, where you're like hacking away at him slowly, I felt like that was in there because one, they needed the whispers to make sense, so they needed to contextualize them. Yeah. But I also felt like it was them saying we need to cap off this game with a big boss fight because it needs to signify this is the end of the first game because leaving Midgar is not a climactic thing like big enough that like signifies like this is the end of a video game. And I felt like if you would have just given me a fight with Sephiroth on that broken road when you walk up to him and it's like, hey, this is the last bench and vending machine you're going to get. Like, make sure you stock up before you go forward. Like, if I just fought Sephiroth, Sephiroth, Sephiroth on that broken road, I would have been like, hell yeah, let's fucking go. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah, I think you're right there. I think, like, for, like, the gamer mentality, they made that bo- that that second-to-last boss fight extravagant for that reason. I could feel like I'm destroying a big bad when, honestly, I could have done without that entire part and just fought Sephiroth and would have been, like, very, very satisfied. Because I think 15 
has one of the best Final Fantasy final bosses because it's just you and one other guy just going at it. All your abilities, no holds barred. It's not this big, bombastic monster. It's not, it's just like, like that fight with Sephiroth is so good because it's like you and your team just going at Sephiroth. It's this one-on-one thing. He's a beast, but he's a humanoid. He's a normal size. He's just a master at what he does. Yeah. And Honestly, so that makes it so intense. What makes that fight so good, besides like the cinematography and the way that they present the fight, like when it starts and it's just you and Sephiroth, I'm like, all right, badass fight, me and Sephiroth. And then it's like you get him to a certain point and then fucking Aerith shows. I think Aerith showed up first. It depends, then Aerith on, shows up. it depends on how your party's built. Oh, really? Yeah. So like, for, for me, me, it was it was Aerith and then Tifa. That's how my party was. Yeah, for me it was Tifa and uh, Aerith and Tifa too. I think in that order. I think so. But it, it can, uh, but it can be Barrett and Barrett, and then uh, someone else takes some um, place of Barrett. I think uh, it's with oh, Red. it must be how you choose to fight the behemoth because don't you choose who you want and then the other well in my case Barrett was like I'll go fight the big guy and then he leaves yeah exactly it's dependent on how your party set up I'm pretty sure Um, but regardless that presentation of like I'm squaring off myself and then slowly my team comes and helps me like so it's it's like very very cinematic and like very satisfying climate like satisfyingly climactic and then, like, you can't actually beat him. You end up in the edge of fucking nowhere. And creation. He's like, nah, bitch, this ain't done. Do you think about those yeah. Kingdom Heart boss fights like, against Sephiroth? And how oh, it's just, like, mono e mono. So the good. hardest boss fight you're going to so have good. in the game. Kingdom Hearts 2 Sephiroth. Oh, yeah. man. Mode. And it's, okay. like, it's like that cranked up to 25 yeah. with, in, in Remake. And, like, I just feel like you could have just taken away everything leading up to that all those other monster fights like the arbiter fate felt very much like a kingdom hearts boss yeah the whole time i was looking at it, i was like this is a kingdom hearts boss i think like i i agree but also i'm just thinking like more just for the game's objective to to just be like yo this and the narrative like representation of what exactly doing exactly. it makes sense like it makes sense to me that like this is fine like it it, it is like very it it very felt off, it felt off. It felt very Namora y, very Kingdom Hearts esque. I will 100% agree. Um, but for me, like this game is a 10 out of 10 for me. Um, it's probably my favorite game this generation. I would like uh, I wouldn't say it is the game of the generation in my opinion. Like a, a um, like holding off my own bias, but and just like looking at it as a piece of art of sorts. But um, what do you have a game of the generation or a game you think is the generation game? Yeah, well, I, uh, I'm kind of torn between two, but yeah, uh, personally, I think it's either Red Dead 2 or Undertale, one of those two. Okay. Those are the ones I'm, I'm, I'm waiting and, on uh, Red Dead. And, they're, and, they're, and, and for different reasons, Undertale, I think, is just because there's never, like, while it obviously has its um, inspirations from, like, Earthbound and things like that, it's just a one-of-a-kind game that, like, and it's a masterpiece, um, and Red Dead 2 is, like, the only game I think I've played this generation, maybe... Um, outside of uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, just as a JRPG, and like how it's just like this feels like a game I like that would be like a mainstream type of game, like in just its quality, like maybe next generation or the gen- even the generation after that, like just of how it's built and things like that. Like I don't think another studio could make Red Dead Redemption a game like Red Dead Redemption Two unless it was Rockstar again. Like 
I don't think anyone could create Red Dead Redemption 2. I don't think a game like Red Dead Redemption 2 will ever be created again. Um, and I know like, I hope a lot not. of people, I know like a lot of people, <laughs> like a lot of people are like, oh, the controls are ass or like, oh, uh, whatever. Um, the controls are bad. That's my opinion though. I, I do not like Red Dead. I anyway, have no issues with them. I don't think GTA 5 <laughs> is good either. So. Oh, GTA 5. No, the, I, I don't like GTA 5. Too. Like with, with Red Dead Redemption, they're trying to simulate realism, and those controller the controls match that, and which is why I think it it's like while are they ideal for me just wanting to play a game? No, but for what it's doing in its game, it makes complete sense to me. So and I get that, but for me, as someone trying to play a game, I want to play a game. I I think that I think that's where I stand. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't stand think... uh, GTA Five. No shame towards GTA Five. That game rules. I don't want to hear any slander about GTA Five. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I played so for like five minutes and then GTA never 5. It again. This is where I stand on Rockstar. GTA 5 gets a pass because it's technically a 360 and PS3 game, so it's fine. It's very old. Red Dead 2 has, in my opinion, some very slow and janky controls for what should have been, in my opinion, a benchmark title for this generation. I think the controls fit though. Like when you're shooting a revolver, that's how it feels. When you're shooting at people, that's how, like it's how it feels. You've like, never felt like, it. You've never shot a revolver. Right, right, what for the Red Dead Redemption like... Two podcast. <laughs> Welcome to Red Dead Radio. We can't go down this rabbit hole. This we'll is, be here forever. Like, it's, it's not no, easy to not. aim a like, no, 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 revolver no. from that time period. It's not easy to aim a revolver from that time period. It's the same reason why I couldn't get into Witcher 3, because I think Witcher 3 has really janky controls. I agree. I agree on that. I, I'm a, I agree as well. Let's reel it back in. Yes. <laughs> Let's reel it back in. We can have a Game of the Generation podcast after, you know, in a few months, okay? Okay. Um, <laughs> we lost Jesse. Um, he's mad that we're talking mess about The Witcher 3. Um, uh, I dropped my glasses. I had to get them. <laughs> um, but no, I think it's a 10 out of 10 game. I definitely think it's, uh, like... Along with Persona 5, for different reasons, they're by two. They're both by far the best JRPGs that have come out this generation and in a very long time in general, I would say. Um, great is game. Your, is your opinion going to change on best generation JRPGs when She Dreams Elsewhere comes out, though? I mean, it's a turn-based JRPG. It's not. It was a turn-based RPG. I wouldn't say it's a J. Like, because here's the thing: we're in this point now in like gaming where people like for me. When I say JRPG, I mean something with turn-based combat, like or something that is made by a Japanese studio. While I feel like a lot of people are starting to say like, "Oh, JRPGs are only RPGs made by Japanese studios," but I also can like consider JRPGs in under the realm of turn-based combat because that's just kind of like how it's always been. Like Pokemon is a JRPG, like it's turn-based yeah. combat. Like so, it is technically made by. Um, no, I, I, I agree with you. Turn-based is what, to me, signifies JRPG. I meant it in regards to Persona 5 and Undertale, not Final Fantasy VII Remake. Because um, I'm going to go ahead and say it, and I hope it lives up to this stupid hype I'm putting in my head. I think She Dreams Elsewhere could potentially be the next Undertale. I No, I, I, I agree. I agree okay, completely. Right, I wrote right. about that. I have never that. heard of this. Oh, it's okay. also it's also for the for the most part a one man studio. Da- Damian yeah. is, is. I've been standing this game since Pax West. You're the reason that I went and played it at Pax East. Yes. Where, where um, was it at Pax East, and why did nobody tell me about this? It was in the mega booth, or at least on the fringe. It is it is Persona meets Undertale. It's so good. I expect all of you to keep me up to date on these things. I don't have time to play it either. I'm an old oh, yeah. man. Oh, it um. But anyway. <laughs> um yes i do think that like i i feel the same way about she dreams elsewhere like the only thing that i'm kind of like 
worried about is that I forgot how long uh, Davion told me how long that game is going to be, but he made it sound like it was going to be really short, which worries, like, which is kind of makes me sad, but we'll see. Um, Anyway, but uh, like my closing, like thoughts on uh, seven remake is that uh, uh, first off, we didn't really talk about like um, Barrett. I think Barrett is the shining star of this game. Like, with the character and personality like like his like the scenes where he was with marlene like are you kidding me like freaking my heart my heart Marlene's voice actress is so good can i say that for a majority of this game and honestly i'm still not convinced otherwise until the original just told me otherwise i thought tifa was marlene's mother like i thought that barrett and tifa had some sort of at some point relationship because I don't think Barrett ever mentions a mother at any point in the remake, but in the original, he does eventually mention her. But yeah. I was like, I was like, I'm so confused. Did like Barrett and Tifa hook up at some point, and that's where this kid came from? Yeah, no, like Barrett freaking was great. Uh, my favorite, my favorite bit for him was just the part where uh, they leave. Er- First off, Aerith's house, like they fucking nailed that shit. Oh, like, that so was so good amazing but the part where he just like puts on his glasses because he's not wearing glasses for the long time he puts on his glasses like she's tougher than me i'm just like oh man that yeah. i was he, just like, like picks I... her up on his bicep yeah <laughs> just like just dad of the year man and it's just so heartbreaking because <laughs> especially because like you know knowing having played the game like this is the last time he's going to see her and for a very long time you know and it's just it's harp is a heartbreaking goodbye and then and then at the end of the game, where he's just like, Marlene, I'll come back. I'm like. <laughs> that's why that scene in Aerith's house with Marlene, that's why I was like, if they fucking kill Barrett now, I'm going to be so pissed off. Like, I'm going to be so mad. Like, that's the scene that, like, turned Barrett for me. I was like, oh. Um, the scene, I think it's also when they're back at Aerith's house there. The scene where Cloud goes out into the garden and Aerith, like, mm-hmm. appears. Or, yeah, or that's the that scene we were talking about where, a, like, it could be Tifa, Aerith, or Barrett. It could be three different people in that scene. Yeah. yeah oh. That's what we were talking about earlier. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, like, I with Tifa, Tifa, like, basically, um, like, cries and, like, you, you, you hold on to Tifa as she's crying. You're, con- you know, consoling her. Um, yeah, I don't know what Barrett's is. Because Aerith, Aerith is, like, pretty important. She's like, don't fall in love with me. Yeah, that's like, don't you dare fall in love with me. Yeah, I want to say I had Barrett, and I can't remember. Yeah, because Aerith, um, yeah, because Aerith was just like a a, uh, figment of his imagination, right? In that scene, yeah, in that scene, yeah, yeah, yeah. because she'd already been captured by, uh, yeah, she was already captured by saying she went willingly, but yeah, fuck man, there's so many questions. Like, I like, first of all, the Turks. I, they don't ever fully explain what the Turks are or what why they're called the Turks, but Seng, like, I need to know what his fucking deal is because he just, like, only shows up to take Aerith. You don't fight him. But he seems so fucking mysterious. I kind of like anyway. to think that, uh, of the Turks as, like, specters from Mass Effect. They kind of just do whatever the fuck they want. Okay. Kinda, okay. Like, they kind of, like, they they answer to people, but they're kind of, like, free to roam Midgar as they please and do whatever the fuck they want. Okay. Yeah, they're basically um I mean, they're basically like the level above soldiers of sorts, you know what I mean? Like they're like their own th- think of like the secret service or something, you know, yeah. like you, think think of that. Yeah, the um, the original makes it seem like they're like the Rufus's like like Rufus's direct henchmen. 
yeah, that kind of that it's kind of like that. Um, but yeah, uh, Barrett freaking killed it. Um, I what what else was I gonna say? While you're thinking of it, I do have one point, which yeah. I thought was extremely funny. I mentioned earlier that my roommate is playing this game, mm-hmm. and my roommate is the kind of person who, when he plays a game, especially when I'm sitting in the living room with him, like he'll call out things that are ridiculous just like out loud he'll be like why are they doing that and one of the things he pointed out to me which i had not noticed originally was in seventh heaven they have that pinball machine that goes down into the ground into their secret lair yeah and he's like there's a bunch of mechanics right behind the pinball machine you can clearly see that this does something else and if you look it's like a huge like elevator mechanic thing behind the pinball he's like who are they hiding this from (laughs) like you can (laughs) clearly see that this is like this goes down and up in the remake can you go down there no right no, no. okay right. which made me sad that was like one yeah. of the things i was just like man what the like i i was looking forward to that a lot all all i did while playing through the original in midgar was like wait did i miss that in the remake like i all that's all i fucking did was like yeah. could, I have, could i have done that yeah did you play darts yeah of uh course. yes I, I beat wedge fuck wedge oh yeah i got the six i got the six darts it was funny because like when i played it uh normally uh, like my first time through, I just I nailed it, and then I played it on stream, and I just was fucking sucking so bad. <laughs> it was it was terrible. Uh, I was just like, and, and I didn't have to play it. I just wanted to, and then it was just I was just I couldn't do it. It was it was terrible. I have um, a question. Uh, Roche. Oh yeah, Roche. Is he in the original? No, he's oh, new. Okay, so there was a theory about him. And I'll hit you with this theory because I didn't want to spoil anything if this wasn't the original because I hadn't looked into it. But there's a there's a scene with Cloud Rose later Marcus. on in the game. Motorcycle, dude. The, so, the most. Oh, okay, yeah, yes. The, okay. the soldier, I was dude. like, the, who is the crazy batch of crazy dude? The dude with so, the bike fetish. <laughs> so Super you, anime. You meet, the most anime him, scene in so the anime, learn, dude. You learn that soldiers are like top of the line. Like they've been infused with uh, Mako energy. Like. They can do all this crazy shit, like, as you can see by Clown and Roche, like, they have these abilities. Uh, so I had seen a theory that if this is an alternate timeline or a split timeline, we may encounter Roche later, but he'll be, like, emaciated and, like, dying. Because there's that scene where they talk about degradation within soldiers, and, like, they say something to Cloud, like, offhand, like... Like you, uh, I think it was the it's Eret's mom. She says something like, "You traded a normal life for power," or something like that. And then you later learn that like soldiers' cells rapidly degenerate after a period of time. Like they hit their prime and then they start going down. Basically, like Captain so there America. Was, like yeah. Hmm. And so there's this theory that you will encounter Roche in a timeline in which his cells have already degraded, and you the next time you meet him, you won't even recognize him because he's not this flamboyant like over-the-top, extraordinaire person. He's, like, this, like, dying man. And I thought that was pretty interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, they don't don't specify, like, how much they shorten your lifespan. But it would be interesting. I'm definitely uh, interested to see how that works out. Because, I mean, like, how how long does Advent Children take place after seven, do we know? I think it's three years? 30 years? Is it? It's not. I think it's something with a three. I think it's three years. Okay, if it's three, yeah, if it's three or even even if it's thirteen years or something like that, like I mean, uh, you know, two years have passed uh, since Midgar. Oh, two, two okay. Years. okay. So, yeah, I don't want to read. I don't want to read any further cloud, than that. Cloud looked. Cloud looked fine. Like you know, I think. I think. Um, That's why I'm yeah. saying like alternate timeline. Like maybe like, 
you know, he is became a soldier way earlier in the time or whatever. There's just be, theories thrown around. Be interesting. That'd be he interesting. disappears in the beginning of that game, and then you never see him again. Mm-hmm. He just dips out. Yeah, it was definitely like just an introduction piece, I think, for him later on. So, Grayson, final thoughts on Final Fantasy VII Remake? Yeah, like, even with the um, the flaws that I talked about earlier, the small little things that kind of bugged me, this, this game is excellent. Like, it's it's my game of the year so far, um, for sure. Um, there might be some other games that come out that might bring it down a notch, but I think it might be my game of the year. Um, yeah, as someone who's never played the original game, I... I really felt um, attached to this world, not necessarily attached to the characters, um, but I did enjoy seeing them in this light, like in this modern HD remake. It was so cool seeing them come to life and then the combat was excellent. Um, the ending itself, um, like, like you said, it was fucking confusing, but I was there for it. Like I was mm-hmm. into it. Um, super excited to play the next part to see where the story goes. I also want to play the original. Um, I did start it on my Switch. I'm only like four or five hours in. Um, which is a little bit after the, after they live, they leave Midgar, uh, just so I can experience the whole story. But I also don't want to be spoiled in the next part. So I'm, I'm kind of like there with you. Like I don't know if I should play Visual or not, but I think it's best to just play it, just so you can compare. Yeah, uh, you should, def- what you should definitely play it. And what's so different? The, the 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 thing is, I don't really like the original that much. Like I've never, I tried playing that game like four times maybe throughout my life, and I just can never get past like ten hours. It just like. I don't know what it is. Um, there's there's definitely some stuff that's like not super dated. Great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. how the game it definitely looks. has its age. Like, definitely has its age. I don't like how the game looks, and it is very aged. Right, I remember playing it like on my PSP or something back in the day, and it was like impossible to sometimes to see like where you would have to go in that yeah, giant screen. That's probably the hardest. You use like the red. Yeah. You have to use like the red icon things to help you out. But sometimes I'm still like I don't know where to go. I don't know what I can in- interact with. Um, yeah, but it's it's the, a fucking the remake the, is good. It's a very good few, game. The few times that I've had any issue, like I don't know where I'm supposed to be walking, just because I I literally can't make out what is a doorway. I can't figure out where to go. The IGN wiki for the original game is like very clear. It's it's like condensed to the point where it's like walk to this corner. So like I've been using that if I literally can't find where I need to walk next. And it hasn't like spoiled anything for me. So yeah, I mean to experience the story, which is I think at this point that's the reason to play the original, unless I'm wrong. But I I feel like just to experience the story, the gameplay is fine for a JRPG. Like it's obviously dated in a lot of ways, but the gameplay is fine. But like traversing the world, yeah, I would I'm, I would I would just I'm use fast forwarding. I'm fast forwarding the entire yeah. time, and there are times when I feel like the fast forward isn't even fast enough. Where I'm like, I just want to skip through. <laughs> like the battle can be kind of slow, or something moving up a ladder, like stuff like that. Where like I just yeah. want to rush, and I rush through it. Um, yeah, it's it's the remake is is I'm very happy with it. And yeah. When it ended, I wanted to I wanted the part two like immediately to yeah. see where everything would go. What yeah, about you, I, Todd? Oh, go ahead. I did want to say, like, I feel bad for those people that are just like, oh, I'm just going to wait for all the parts to come out. I'm like, have fun. Yeah. What about you, Todd? Where do you stand on final thoughts on remake? Um, yeah, I mean, overall, I wasn't a huge fan of it. Um, I'm in the minority, though. I know that. Um, I love the story, but I think I went into this kind of pissed off knowing that we don't know when we're getting the next one. So I don't know. I think it stopped me from getting into this one a lot, you know, like it, it like hindered my enjoyment of this because I 
you know, like I said earlier, this is like a six hour part of the original game. Uh, so like, I don't know where it's going next. Um, I would have liked a lot cut out of it. Um, like the stuff I said at the beginning, which I like, cause I, there were so many times, like I said that, like, I'm like, I fucking love this game. And then I was like, uh, you know, I don't know if I love this game, you know, like, and I was just going back and forth and back and forth and it ended really strong. So, I mean, I didn't enjoy the ending minus the motorcycle part, but, um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure the next one is going to be great, but I think it all is hindered on the fact that I'm annoyed that I just don't know when I'll be able to play more of this. And, yeah. you know, and that, that has a lot to do with my decision in the game itself, too. Yeah, I'm curious to see because I think this could either break the next games or make the next games. I'm curious to see how they handle like an overworld type traversal. Or like leaving, because this whole game took place for the most part in, or I guess the whole part in Midgar. Whereas like the next parts, how are they going to handle traveling to other locations? Uh, like, is it going to become all of a sudden open world RPG, or is it going to be very linear but like look open? So I'm curious to see how they handle that specific detail in the future parts. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fair. <laughs> like, I never thought, thought of that actually. I, I was like, I was in the same boat. Like, do they just make it super linear, or do they do yeah. kind of what Fifteen did, where it was like there are open world sections, and yeah. then the game goes back to being linear. Is that too jarring? Like, how do you deal with an overworld yeah. if you're not going to have the entire world there? Mm-hmm. If this and is I'm... just part two, you're not getting a lot of the other stuff in the overworld. And I'm honestly fine with it, and I would probably prefer it if it was not super open world just because like like i love jrpgs but one of the reasons why i like a game like bravely default or octopath traveler is that they allow you to without breaking the game like kind of take up some of the stuff that dates jrpgs or makes jrpgs unappealing to a lot of people which is in bravely default you can choose the rate in which like random encounters happen and Mm -hmm. That, like, I can't remember if Octopath does that, too. Octopath does something similar, if it doesn't. But, like, those little things that, like, can be very off-putting to people for JRPGs. Like, in me, I like JRPGs, but, like, yeah, I don't want to walk every five feet and fight a random encounter. Um, I, I don't know. I, Final Fantasy VII Remake story is so good for me. I really just want them to inject more story into me. Like, I just, give me give me more of this story in the best way possible, and that's that's what I want from the next parts. Ascend into the life stream. <laughs> Fill yourself with that Mako goodness. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess I guess that wraps up a very long <laughs> conversation. <laughs> yeah, but like we on... might go for an hour. I know. Yeah, you were like, very... oh, we could do an hour, right? Well, I, I four or five. I mean, I did want to like quickly <laughs> say like, what do you think this means for the future of Final Final Fantasy? Like, do you think we're not getting other? other games for a while outside of sevens expansions or like yeah i don't think final fantasy 16 is coming anytime soon how do you how do you put out 16 when there are people still waiting for seven and the the discourse around this game and the hype around this game like there is no i can only think of maybe a couple other games that have the reverence that seven does not Mm. even just in final fantasy in in games period how do you just be like, oh yeah, we're working on that other part, and get people to care about any other Final Fantasy related project. Yeah, yeah. Final so, Fantasy VII remake is Final Fantasy sixteen, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was gonna so say even after after remake is done, like 
do you think that they then choose the best Final Fantasies and just do this to them, or do they no. then do no, 16? No, no I, Final Fantasy 7 is... Final Fantasy 7 specifically is just, like, one of... It's just, you know, it's one of the all-time greats. It's one of those... It's it, it's literally their golden boy. Like isn't the, there the another one that people... Like, the people that don't say 7 is the best, isn't there another specific numbered one? It's usually uh, 6 or 9. It's usually 6 or 9. Six or nine. Okay. Oh, see, for, for me, from what I... Like, the people I hang out with, it's 6 or 10. But I know that there is, like, a group of people okay. that, like... Yeah, like, I love 9. There is a yeah, lot of reverence for 10. There, there are people that, like, will die on a hill literally forever that final fantasy 9 is the best final fantasy it's very good because it, so, it goes back to the more medieval like yeah. fantasy that, and that's a game that'll be more deserving that that game needs to remake more than 10 well they sense. did the they did the hd remasters of 10 and 10 2 like not terribly long ago yeah. whereas in like 9 has just been straight ported to other yeah. things it's, like they have really like hd anything. it had like like when it was ported to Steam or whatever, it had like those HD graphics, but it looked the same pretty much. And yeah. I, I don't think six has gotten anything significant. No. If I remember correct, even the PC port of this of six is the mobile version. Yeah, no. If you want to play six, you want the SNES or you want the Game Boy Advance version. Yeah. Um, so. But like, and I think with six specifically, just because of like its art style specifically, it's just one of those things that like. I think that six fans would not be happy if it got remade because, like, be a tough. big charm of that game is its art style. So, hmm. there's so many characters too. Yeah. This is so. If I finished seven tomorrow, which I won't, but if I finished seven tomorrow, I have eight, nine, and a and ten and ten two on my Switch. Do I start one of those or do I play? See? Kingdom Hearts, the story so far on my Xbox. Oh, uh, I just play Kingdom Hearts, the story so far. <laughs> uh, oh, I Kingdom mean, Hearts is a franchise I love, but it is so hard to recommend it's not, it's, people play all of those with, games. Oh, here's the thing. Here's the thing about oh, oh, here's the thing about Kingdom Hearts, as as what Brandon would call me the Kingdom Hearts guru of sorts. Um, <laughs> the first game has aged poorly. It has aged poorly, but it is a great like one in like one. This like Kingdom Hearts is 100 made like. This was going to be a one and done game, and like it had the setups for a second game if they got it. You know what I mean? Um, second game is still a masterpiece to this day, in my opinion. It has aged like fine fucking wine. There's very little things to cr- critique about that game. Um, and like the and then like they they you know with 358 and coded like they have the cutscenes there if you want to watch them. You can also play the games. Like honestly, like I would say play those games at least once. Like for better or worse, for better or worse, play the games at least once. Why not? Um, Chain of Memories, divisive. I like Chain of Memories. A lot of people don't like the card system. I love, I love the card system. Cool. Birth by Sleep, uh, right up there with Kingdom Hearts 2. Fantastic game. Uh, Dream Drop Distance, ah, it's a, it's something. It's something. <laughs> I, it's I not the not worst like in the series, Drop. but like, it introduces things that kind of make Kingdom, like the story moving forward to Kingdom Hearts 3, like a little ridiculous. And Kingdom Hearts 3 is a solid eight out of ten game. There you go. There's Kingdom. Yeah. That's right. Kingdom Hearts franchise for you. Or you could play Final <laughs> Fantasy IX, which is a perfect video game. Yeah. I think. I think they just a put video game. I think they nine. just put nine on Game Pass too. They put one of them on game, either eight or nine. I can't remember. Tried playing twelve. Wasn't into it. Uninstalled it. Uh, yeah. I don't like. 12. Yeah, I heard uh, Final Fantasy twelve is pretty divisive as well. Uh, eight, twelve, and thirteen are like the the three divisive titles. Like you either love them or Fifteen is divisive too. 12 like has MMO-style like... combat, which I was a draw for me at first, 
mm-hmm. but it like doesn't advance in the way like the job system and the whatever it's called the zodiac symbol whatever that was fine that was good i got probably got like 10 hours into it what yeah i i, I haven't played 12 and uh I very want... unappealing uh environments it's very what I... lot, of de- lot of deserts a lot of brown what i am most likely going to do is when i finish seven finish persona five because i need to do that just and play I, should, Royal. I should really finish yeah just uh, play royal I should really finish uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Yes, you should. Oh, no. Yes, you should. That game is so fucking good. Um, but with that, we should definitely wrap this up. <laughs> this what we got about? minutes, and then we got the four-hour mark, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so before we close things out, first of all, thank all of you for coming on here, talking about Final Fantasy VII and, I guess, other Red Dead other things for three and a half <laughs> Smash hours. Brothers. Smash Brothers, uh, whatever else. Um, so go around the horn, plug all the things you want to plug where people can find you, see your stuff, read your stuff, watch your streams, whatever you want people to do. Now's the time. Cam, if you want to start, you can start. Sure. Yeah. You can uh, follow me. Uh, my writing is at dual shockers, dual shockers.com. You can follow us at dual shockers. Uh, we have a great team there. Um, a great group of peeps. Uh, you can follow me at the cinephile guy on Twitter. Uh, and yeah. And you should, um, you're streaming a lot now, right? Oh, yeah, and I stream. Yeah. I stream a lot at uh, twitch.tv slash the cinephile guy. Yeah. You're playing through Royal right now or Final Fantasy I'm VII playing, uh, so I'm, I'm primarily like my like scheduled sort of stream schedule of sorts. Um, I'm playing through my hard run of Final Fantasy VII Remake. And then um, I'm going to start streaming through the Paper Mario franchise because I want Ooh. to play through those nice. before uh, the Origami King comes out. Have I'd you like not to, played any of them? I uh, have I not? No, I have not. Oh wow! Okay. Sticker star. No, I have not. I'll play that game. Splash um, <laughs> too. Yeah. So I basically yeah. So I got all. I got I got the first three on an emulator ready to go. I have oh, a yeah. uh I have sticker star on my uh, on 3ds. Oh, I'm that for away. Better, for better or worse. <laughs> uh, and then I'm going to, and then I have a buddy who has a Wii U, and he's gonna let me borrow that so I can play Color Splash. So I did not play Color Splash. But I, so, I like I like the Mario RPG games, but Grayson, uh, you can follow me on Twitter, uh, just at Grayson Morales, um, and then you can find my writings at Twinfinite, Twinfinite.net. Uh, uh, yeah, that, that's it. Jesse. Uh, you can also find my writing at twinfinite.net because Grayson and I are co-workers. Yay! Um, Hell yeah. You can follow me on Twitter. It's just at Jesse Vitelli. My uh, username is Mama Vitelli, if you were confused. Uh, I stream when I'm not at my parents' house, when I'm back in my apartment, when maybe all of this craziness is over. Just twitch.tv slash Jesterfer, J-E-S-S-T-E-R-F-E-R. I stream a lot of random shit at all hours of the day. I have no schedule. But just whenever I'm bored. Uh, <laughs> Go randomly tweet out like, oh, I'm playing the Silent Man at 4 a.m. Oh, tonight. I played through <laughs> The Quiet Man. You can find that on oh, YouTube. The quiet that man. Game. Oh, boy. <laughs> I played through that, and I got halfway through the audio playthrough and had to stop. The Quiet <laughs> Man? What is this? Yeah, just it's look just it up. It's a terrible, game. terrible game that was Published made by, by Square, Square Enix. Enix. Yeah. What? I can't believe never heard of it. Just look up, look up like the Quiet Man when we're done here. It's like a yeah. two-minute trailer. It's a mix of live action and really bad gameplay. It's <laughs> it it does a lot of things very poorly. Um, but yeah, that's me. 
Sweet. Well, like I said, guys, thank you so much for coming on. Really, really appreciate it. As always, everyone can always find our stuff at PassController.io, on Twitter and on Instagram at PassController, and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash PassController. You can find me at BGroom, and you can find Todd at underscore, uh, Toddy underscore by underscore nature. And thank you so much for listening to this special episode 199, the Final Fantasy VII Remake, and then some spoiler cast. <laughs>